It's Rivalry Week. That means it's time to find Jesus. Uh, yeah. Uh, the gray zone. Turn it up. You're in the gray zone. I'm Gray Thompson. Color of Gray, G R E Y on Twitter. Color of Gray Studio on Instagram. I uh, feel like I sound like I'm trying to sell you something, but I'm not. I'm trying to tell you how you can get in touch with me. I'm not going to give you my phone number. You're not my mother. She can have it. You can't. I'm joined by somebody who I will give my phone number to every single time. Notre Dame super fan, Chad Felchak. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, man. I don't know why I'm talking like this. I'm just really glad you're here, man. I, you know what, Chad? I'm thankful you're here on the Gray Zone. Well, I am, I am thankful to be here as well, buddy. <laughs> I have a blast talking to you about this stuff. <laughs> you know what? Now that I think about it, Chad, I'm thankful for a lot of things. It's Thanksgiving this week. We're going to release this on Thanksgiving. It's a time to tell everybody you're thankful. This whole season has been something to be thankful for. Last year, we didn't know what we were going to get. What we did get was worth being thankful for. Make no mistake. However, this year has been a gift. It's been a special season, especially if you're paying attention to the sport from top to bottom. It's been more competitive, more chaotic, which I think is what most people like the most, right? They lo- oh, everybody yeah, loves chaos, and we've had, I think we've had one week where an undefeated team didn't lose, and I guess it was last week. That's what it took until week 13 or something. It's crazy yeah. how great oh. this season has been, how relentlessly compelling yeah. every single Saturday has been. Oh, absolutely. Of course, last week, you know what really helped? The fact that no one is undefeated season the team lost is because there's only three of them left at this point. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's a good explanation of why this season has been so exciting for so many people. Even fringe fans, Chad, you know me. I can find joy in a Maxion laced Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? But not everybody's that into it. A lot of people just have a team and they don't even necessarily care about the games. They just care about the people they're around and how it makes them happy. But everybody's been aware of this chaos this year. It's been so frequent in the sport and i gotta say chad man the truth is when i think about it i've watched more college football with you my friend than anybody alive that's the truth so man i tell you what i'm super thankful for that man i'm thankful for you i love you to death man i'm super glad you're here to talk to me on rivalry week wouldn't miss it buddy wouldn't miss it listen you know (laughs) first of all you are a notre dame super fan I've got Alabama and Clemson blood. We both love Clemson, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. You love Clemson, right? <laughs> or is it no, just your wife, Jamie? No, no. Because I, I know I, Notre Dame's first. And I know a lot oh, yeah, of people yeah. don't understand how you can have more than one team. I don't even try to explain it to anybody anymore. It's dumb. It's right. like trying to explain what it's like to pay taxes on a yacht. I'm like, I'm rich. What does it matter? I ha- I live a great college football life, and you live one that's not as great. That's not good. I don't want to no, brag yeah, about no, it. I, I've always kind of ever, ever since we moved down here from Indiana. That's why you know obviously hometown is it's up in Indiana. But I mean, ever since then, I mean, I've, I've always honestly pulled for both both teams. I mean, because I've always liked them both, you know. And I was like, hey, it's kind of <laughs> nice to see the local guy do well. <laughs> the local so guy. I've always kind of like them. You know? The, the irony yeah. is, you and I met when you were living in Columbia, South Carolina. Going to the University of South That's Carolina. That's right. Yes. Go <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Poetic yeah. justice. I don't know what you call it, Chad. That's life. But the truth is... Yeah. We're both fans of teams that people hate, and that's what this week is all about. It's all oh, about rivalries. Yeah. Unfettered hate. Yeah. 
right? Toxicity yes. that lasts for a year. Bragging rights that can send you to your grave early. People oh, take yeah. for granted this game until they reach Saturday and their their cortisol levels begin to rise, just like their blood pressure and the and the spiking pain in their brain every time their <laughs> rival scores on their own home turf. Oh, it doesn't get any better than this, Chad, and we don't get it for another year. I'm savoring every single snap. I can't wait. And I feel like, you know, we're both fans of teams that everybody hates. People don't love us, Chad. <laughs> so at least I'm with somebody who can relate. Oh, absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, speaking of which, what did Notre Dame do to make uh, Georgia Tech ha- so hate them so much? 55-0 <laughs> to zero at home. Yeah, yeah, that that was um that that was a I mean I, I knew we were gonna win and um you know <laughs> You didn't but, the week before. Did that help you? That win on the road at Virginia that I told you was gonna be a slaughter and it was? Yeah, that did help a lot. I it think does, our, doesn't it? Every win helps. Yeah. <laughs> Man, our defense is really coming coming you know, coming to their own the right time of the year. I think we've only allowed I wanna say maybe nine points in the last three games combined total. Um, maybe that or six or nine, something like that. So your defense yeah. has gotten better, but it was good. Your O line wasn't, and it has become good. Your team, Notre Dame, has become one of the most complete teams in the country that everybody kind of forgot about because because of Cincinnati and that win. It was an eleven point win. I'm not saying Cincinnati doesn't deserve it. I'm saying I think Notre Dame and Cincinnati are arguably two of the top four teams in the country. Well, um, I we very well could be. I mean, you know, especially the way things play out. But I, I definitely think I feel like just just to quickly touch on Notre Dame at this point, I would just say this: I honestly didn't even feel like we were top ten worthy. Like even like three four weeks ago, we were number ten or whatever. I didn't feel like we were actually deserved it. We just kind of people around us because the chaos kept losing. But <laughs> but um, honestly, man, I feel pretty good. I mean, the way they played three the weeks three ago. Weeks, Chad, come on. I find your lack of faith disturbing. (laughs) You know what? I didn't say we were bad. I just said I didn't think we were top ten. That's all. This just hit my brain. I got to say it before I forget. I, um, you know, I celebrate the whole sport. And the truth is, being sort of a fan of Notre Dame has opened my eyes to the sport at large more than any other program. Not just because of how it's broadcast on NBC and all that stuff when I couldn't get the other games, but but who y'all play, where y'all travel, and um, how do I explain this? Like the, the truth is, I became a Notre Dame fan because of watching them with you, right? I mean, that's all there is right. to it. Everybody's got a story. Oh, well, I was born into it. Okay, that's a story. You can thank your mom if you want. I can thank you all day. But the truth, you can't, I can't pretend I'm not a fan. However... Chad, I've, I feel like I've paid more attention to Notre Dame this year than you from, uh, how do I explain it, a more logistical sense? <laughs> your your emotion right. is high, and I totally understand it. But n- hear me out. Notre Dame looked like a top 10 team. So did Oregon. Like, fringe top 10, right? All season long, I'm like, yeah, they beat Ohio State, and Ohio State is great. Trying to figure out who the top four teams are is so fleeting and futile and dumb. I'm not even going to try to explain any of that today. We don't, I don't care about that stuff. However, I like to watch top 10 teams, all of them. So I pay more attention to those teams that are performing at a level like that. And the truth is, Notre Dame's been doing that, Chad. They've been doing it better than most teams. And let's put it this way. If Notre Dame hadn't lost to Cincinnati at home, I get it that that's a big stretch, right? 
Right. But we wouldn't be arguing about whether or not this team was just getting away with wins. Like Alabama, for example, there's an argument they're getting away with wins. Florida State in that first playoff, they were ranked out of the top four, and they were the only undefeated team. They got boosted into it that final weekend. Rivalry weekend, baby. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm really trying to say with all this, (laughs) except that (laughs) I want you to understand, and I think you do, this is a sincerely competitive Notre Dame team that has blossomed i guess in more ways than i how do i explain this best chat i wish more teams had grown the way notre dame's grown that's the truth brian kelly is an exceptional coach the only reason why more more of these i think there's nine open p5 jobs right now the reason why we're not talking about brian kelly is because he's so good at notre dame everybody's aware notre dame's willing to pay to keep him there he's that good he's done a great job this year yeah no you're you're not wrong i I actually read something that uh, the last five years in a row now, because, you know, we're now counting the season because it's now, you know, pretty much over. There's only two programs in Division One that have won at least 10 games five seasons in a row. Can you tell me what two teams those are? I would guess and Alabama and Clemson. Alabama and Notre Dame. Oh, not Clemson? Not Clemson. Wow. Think okay. about it. Because they're talking about talking about currently like including this season oh my god so, yeah 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 so i can't yeah. ignore this season yeah yeah <laughs> you know so yeah we'll get so to clemson in a minute now. but the one yeah. time i listened to everybody's doubt they crushed a top 10 team and beat them by the highest point spread margin of the season man i, I just that this sport crazy. has a way of just i was shocked man. yeah <laughs> I was, wow. I was just dumbfounded. I couldn't believe it. It's a special sport, man. And it's a special team. It's a special year. It's been great. Yeah. It's been great. I love being wrong about stuff like that. I love it. Yeah. You know, anyway, sure, so I'm Notre sure Dame about, uh, destroyed Georgia Tech. I'm sorry I went on a tangent about how good your football team is doing right now, Chad. No, that's okay. Anytime you want to go on a tangent like that, you're okay with me. <laughs> well, I'm going to allow you to fill in some of the blanks. 55 is, is that the record for Notre Dame this season? Yes, I think yes. it has um, to be, right? They scored 41 to open the season at Florida State in a tight one. Jack Cohn was on fire. And 41 versus Wisconsin at Chicago, the home of the Bears. That game was fun, eventually. <laughs> that first half wasn't fun at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but but I'm was, trying to think. Virginia Tech was like 30-something. The 55 points scored. I, now... First off, I do know for a fact that it was the most we scored this year. Yeah. However, somebody else, one of the sportscasters, said that it was. Uh, it, I don't know if it was the most points since like 1960 or 70, or if it was just the highest, the most point differential. Meaning we we scored that many and we beat they, we blanked them, so we beat them by 55 points. Yeah. So it may, it's probably the latter. latter. I think it's the latter, but yeah, but it, it was 55 was definitely the most this year. Oh yeah. yeah, it's good. It's real good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unless we can just—I mean, now if we want—if they want to—if they want to score sixty-two on Saturday against Stanford, it would not hurt my feelings. I'm just going to point. It's going to throw that out there. But, yeah. Um, real quick before we go on, I do want to talk about some more of the games from last week. If there's, if there's any one, any games you want to highlight, let me know. But some news I, yeah, this I do. week. If you're not going to, yeah. If you're not going to talk about it, then I will. But yeah, go ahead. Cecil Hurt just passed away. Cecil Hurt was a legendary Alabama beat writer. Um, I believe he lived in Tuscaloosa. He had pneumonia. It, it doesn't sound like it was COVID related. He went into the hospital. I think it was two weeks ago. It, it feels like it's been a long time. This month has flown by. 
but it right. also sounded like you know they sounded optimistic and he just passed away yesterday and I, i'm not trying to bring anybody down on thanksgiving um it's a tragic loss cecil hurt in spite of being a beat writer for bama it doesn't sound like had many enemies and he sure did have a lot of friends and he 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 was a influence on me to think act feel and behave better he was a real masterful wordsmith he was good at what he did and he had passion for it and it's the world is certainly not better without him. Um, and I bring it you up know, because that stuff's important. It's It doesn't go unnoticed. And again, this yeah. is Thanksgiving week. Call your mom if you're not hanging out with her. You know what I'm saying? Be Tell oh, yeah. tell the people you know and love that you are thankful for them. And when I say tell them, I mean tell them out loud to their face if you get that opportunity. Because a lot of us didn't have that oppor- opportunity last year. A lot of us don't this year. And to be honest... This might be the last year that many people have them. You never can tell, man. After the last two years we've had, just tell everybody, man. Tell everybody you love them. Tell everybody you're thankful. And um, Cecil, man, it's just tragic. We miss you, buddy. Roll Tide. Yeah, it's. I, I actually saw that. Um, I believe. I, I believe a fine bomb like retweeted like the obituary story about him. So I remember scrolling through and seeing that. Actually, yeah. So he so was. I did know. About he was that, a yeah. good guy. That um, you yeah. didn't have to just be a Bama fan to pay attention to. He was he was special, man. And so if you didn't know who he was, I tell you what, what you can do is look him up, and you won't have a bad time doing it. He was just good at what he did, and I think for me, I like to watch experts do anything, man. If you're making a cake that is like top shelf, you know what I'm saying? I- I'll watch it, and what yeah. he did was top shelf commentary. It was good. Yeah. Anyway, he will be missed. Rest in peace, brother. Um, oh, awesome. Meanwhile. Dan Mullen also got fired this week after losing to Missouri. And uh, uh, Drinkowitz, the head coach at Missouri, um, after the game, he... So I guess it was last year that... Or was it the year before? It doesn't matter. Dan Mullen puts on a Darth Vader mask. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Yeah. It was a Halloween game when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. That is not Dan Mullen. That's the guy he was trying to... Whatever. It was so dumb. He put on a mask and had a little stupid plastic lightsaber, and he was just... Acting like somebody who's not getting paid $5 billion a year to be the coach at Florida. In a yeah, year where no. he had a Heisman hopeful and near, and he won the East, nearly won the SEC, likely would have won the Heisman if they'd have beaten Alabama, which was a close game. And I only bring that up because it was less than a year ago, and now he's fired. He's looking for a job. <laughs> Thanks to Missouri. Know, More coaches lose their job man. after losing to Missouri than I think anywhere else. It's impressive. That's pretty funny, but this, that could be true, couldn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. But Drinkowitz, the coach, again, like what, like I was saying, he uh, he had his Darth Vader mask ready, and he had yeah. his uh, mic drop moment. I forget what he said. Look it up. It's funny. It's worth looking up. It's six seconds. It's not like it's a whole press conference. Oh no, I, I saw it. I saw it. I saw it on a uh, game day or game day finale. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I know what Zach was talking. It was funny. Um, the one game I do want to mention because it was kind of a great feel good story and. And you'll you'll like the the team that it happened to, was um, little old South Carolina got their sixth and now they're now bowl eligible as of last weekend. You know when they beat Auburn. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, that, that was that was great. And I mean, and people were already talking about oh well now the Virginia Tech's open. You know Beamer may may take that and all that stuff. I'm like that man was so happy that they won the sixth game. I mean that interview gave this whole long speech. He cried. I'm like. I'm telling you, I don't. I'd be shocked if that man would take Virginia Tech. I mean, he really seems to love it there, South Carolina. He I mean, was so happy, Gray, that he won that. You know, he got a bowl eligible. I mean, it was a great moment. You're right. I saw it too. 
and it's not synthetic. It's not artificial. Chad, look, we both know guys like Davey who will say, no, no, Virginia Tech's a better job. You take it. He's got family there. It's legacy. You take If they give you the job, you take it. I think that's a pretty good Davey impression. You know what, Davey, if you're listening, I love you, buddy. I don't mean to insult you like that. But again, I understand people not wanting to hear that Beamer wouldn't take the Virginia Tech job. Here's the problem, Chad. Both Virginia Tech and Beamer have come out and explicitly, publicly said, that's not the case. Thank you, but no. I'm happy here. We're happy with what they're doing. It's fine. Hey, maybe in the future even, but not now. Okay? It's not now. And I wish that would just end with it so that we could all celebrate these moments like what you were just talking about together. Look, beating Auburn was one thing. That's fantastic. If you didn't see the video Chad's talking about, I believe the SEC Network retweeted it. It's 30 seconds or something. It's worth watching. These moments are worth watching. To see people get bowl eligible. Chad, you and I watch bowls together. A lot of people think bowls are trivial. Bowls are the reward to these kids fighting and getting hurt and getting broken and blistered and bruised and bloody for us every single Saturday and every single practice that we don't get to watch. That's their reward. This is a huge reward. It's a reason to celebrate. And I know they're a rival, and so I shouldn't be this happy for them. But to be frank, Chad, they've done it with good fundamental football and doing it the right way. Shane Beamer is the kind of guy who doesn't like him. Right? If he's your rival and you hate South Carolina, I get it. But then you listen to him, like, Dabo doesn't hate him. They're friends. But you listen to Shane Beamer talk and you don't go, man, that guy sure is a twerp. Man, I I can't wait to beat his teeth in. Like, no, you don't. He's the opposite. It's a great success story. And uh, they they beat Auburn, which is always good. (laughs) That's a war eagle dying. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Guy, war eagle. It's rivalry week, buddy. Yeah, can't stand. Exactly. It. I'm just kidding. They're all right, but we're gonna beat their butts. Oh yeah. Look, no he's doubt. not going anywhere. James Franklin just got a 10 year extension at Penn State. I don't think Penn State's that good. I definitely don't think they're they're good. I'm not trying to diss on any of the players or anything. What I'm trying to say, I don't think James Franklin is top shelf. He's treated no. that way. I don't think he's got. I think, frankly, Penn State deserves a better coach. I won't talk too much about how I don't think he's a great leader or teacher for young men. I have a little bit of love in my heart for Pennsylvania and Penn State outright because of people I know and love up there, and it's as simple as that. And Penn State's a legacy program. Yeah, but he's yeah, not going anywhere. Chad, they paid up, and what that also means is not only is the Penn State job not opening up, but he's not going to take any of these big jobs like LSU, Florida, or SoCal. So we'll see what's going to go on there. Here, the reason why I mentioned all of that: ten years is a huge deal, especially at Penn State. That's a big lock, and he got I, paid, I actually, kid. I hadn't heard. I hadn't heard that actually. It just so happened yesterday. That's why you listen to the Gray Zone, buddy. That's why you're here. That's right. <laughs> But um, what, what was I going to say about that? Um, I forget. There's a lot. Years. Let's put it this way: this is rivalry week, and bowl eligibility can end for a lot of teams. The oh, yeah. reason, like all this speculation about who's going to do what, 
at whatever school, there's so many open jobs just in P5 alone. There's going to be a lot of transition, including from jobs, coaches who have jobs right now, they're going to leave. James Franklin isn't one of them. But those choices are going to be made on Sunday and Monday. Chad, they're going to be made next week. That's when everything happens. All the speculation, don't do it. Don't bite. Don't take the, 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 the bait from people talking about Beamer and Virginia Tech. It's going to happen in a matter of days. Watch. That's what's going to happen. It's exciting. Yeah, or uh, as Herb Street keeps saying, that uh, SoCal is trying to get is going to get Brian Kelly. Yeah, you know, I love Kirk Herb Street. I know not everybody does, but I think we can all kind of agree he's he's pretty smart about this stuff. And his take on Brian Kelly going to SoCal is completely lost on me, to the point where I wish I could ask him, like, where, where what makes you say that? Why are you talking like this? I mean, if anything, yeah, I mean, he's like, learned not to like SoCal. They've certain learned, certainly learned not to like him. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying SoCal's yeah. a bad job, but why is he so insistent on Kelly leaving Notre Dame to go to yeah, well, SoCal? I don't get it. Well, I guess the way he words it is he keeps saying SoCal should go after Brian Kelly, and I'm like, I mean, sure, but but I guess if you're going to be technical, a lot of these other schools could and should too, though I don't want any of them to, obviously. Um but I'm not so missing like, something, am I? He doesn't have ties there at no, all. He's no, a Midwest he's a, guy, right? Right. He's a yeah. He's from like Boston originally. I mean, he's Catholic. I mean, it, Notre Dame is his dream job. And they, of course, they've asked him, and he's like, no. He's like, of course, I'm not going to leave. He's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm retired. He said something about. It's like the way you he, said it. Like Brian Kelly is a Valley girl. No, <laughs> my God, like, SoCal. Uh. That's right. Exactly. I mean, he was like. He gave the Mike Tomlin comment when I asked Mike Tomlin earlier this season about uh, if he'd go to SoCal. Mike Tomlin was like, well, pretty much no. He's like, but I suppose that they backed up the, the fairy, fairy godmother some backed up $250, $250 million. I'd think about it, you know. So that's he, And Brian he said, don't ask. Said. Until that happens, don't ask. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And so, so Kelly kind of said the same thing. And yeah. I'm certain Kirk Herbstreet heard him. Look, I, we don't know the answer. I don't know why Kirk is so insistent on it. I, yeah. I don't know that a coach unlike Brian Kelly's caliber is going to be able to turn SoCal around. Maybe, maybe that's where it's coming from. He's not wrong about that. SoCal's going to take a lot of work. Brian Kelly's capable of doing it. He's not leaving. No, and plus the other thing is, you know, and our mutual friend Davey we were talking about the other day, the man just turned 60 years old a couple of days ago, like a couple of weeks ago. Why would he want to do it now anyway? That's a good point. I mean, you know, because it's such a turnaround. You know what I mean? That's a lot of work. And he, he just turned 60. Why would you want to, like, start from scratch pretty, pretty much, you know? He's the winningest coach at Notre Dame, correct? Yes. Like, he's correct. building a legacy. He's already <laughs> built it, and he's still got room to grow. I, I, same thing with Dabo. Something's going to have to go wrong. And to be honest, Chad, that doesn't happen very often in terms of scandal. It's one thing when, you, when you're like Dan Bullen, no matter how close you were to winning the SEC or the Heisman last year and beating Georgia, et cetera, et cetera, you still have a lousy year and people buy out and your players quit and you lose on the road to Missouri and that's enough to get you fired. I, I, I get that. That's not happening here. That happens everywhere else. Brian Kelly's seen some bad seasons, not not like Dan Mullen this year, I suppose. But no, I, I just don't buy it at all. I don't even know why we're still talking about it. Yeah, no, yeah, let's let's move on. And like I said, if so if we see something come out Sunday or Monday, I would I'm, I would think I'd be shocked unless the thing we see come out 
is that maybe they're trying to go after him and his agent's smart, and so they just give Ryan Kelly a raise and extension, which he deserves both of them. He does have a good Probably. agent, but when was the last time he re-upped? A lot of coaches re-upped. Dan Mullen just re-upped, which is a reason why I was kind of surprised. I thought they were going to fire him, uh, I guess, the week before, but instead they fired everybody else, and to me, that's a sign that, yeah, we can't afford to just fire the guy right now. we got to have a better plan. All it took was a loss to Missouri to change all of that, but again, <laughs> Notre Dame doesn't have that. James Franklin no. didn't need to re-sign at Penn State. Right. No, the only the no. truth is they don't trust him not to leave. I can understand that they're calling his number. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I'm. I guess maybe he likes it there more than we thought he did because I didn't think he liked the school all that much. And I mean, considering he got to play against every year, and it's not like the weather's great. I mean, it's just I don't know. I, I the weather. Yeah, I come on, Chad. The weather is great. It's so cow. Are you kidding me? It's no, no, no. eighty four degrees like nine months out of the year. No, no, I, I agree with you. That's what I mean. I, that's why I thought Franklin was going to leave. Oh, Penn right. State for SoCal, because I'm like, really? Right. I, mean, like, I mean, it's, you know, uh, yeah. No. He does look like he has a fake tan, doesn't he? Like he spends a lot of time on a beach somewhere. Like I thought I mean, maybe the Miami job was a possibility. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Matt, he mentioned that today, and it changed my mind. I'm like, oh, yeah. Or not today. It was the other day because it was before he got hired or re-signed, whatever. Right. That's see. I, once again, that would, I thought that would have been a nice fit too. I mean, I would just and honestly, man, between I mean SoCal with the talent pool that you can get there, and the weather's a lot nicer than it is in Pennsylvania. No offense, Pennsylvania. Sure. Um, but dude, I mean, and it, it, that conference is so much even be so much easier to win in than the one he's in now, the Big Ten. Are you yeah. kidding me? Considering he's got a plate every year? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I he'd, he'd be in the Pac-12 South where he'd have to play Utah every year, and you saw what Utah did this weekend. Yeah. Look, well, let's put it this way. Yeah. Think of the head coaches that – think of the best head coaches in the sport, right? And, again, we're not trying to list them in any particular order, but let's just say Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban, Brian Kelly, Dabo Sweeney, um, Mario Cristobal, like yeah. I say Mario Cristobal, maybe fringe, Jimbo Fisher, right? These guys are locked in. Like maybe some of them can sway. I hear you. But usually these top jobs are going after a guy like that. And they're just, the truth is, not only are there not a lot of guys out there like that, but the most, most of them are completely locked in. Jimbo Fisher is doing the same thing, saying, no, 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 I'm not going anywhere. Also, he signed an extension just earlier this year. So it makes sense that he's not going anywhere. Just like Brian Kelly not going to SoCal. I totally get it. Nick Saban's not leaving Alabama, right? Oh, You're not yeah. giving I mean, him a bigger jet. Right. Well, you know. It, so all these funny. jobs, I don't know what they're le- left with, so to speak. I, There's so I few top-shelf coaches to just try to nab and get that like firework explosion higher. Uh, you, uh, thank you for reminding me of that, because I just read some about that today. Um, you know who they're trying to get out of retirement, right? Bob Stoops. That um, you know what, Chad? That's a great suggestion. That makes total sense. And Bob yeah. Stoops can turn down any job he wants, and he can take right. only the job he's willing to make them do whatever he wants. Yeah, I heard he was actually trying to. Heard Florida was trying to get him. Actually, of course they to, are. Yeah, good for them if they yeah. get it. That's a big hire. That would be an example of a big hire. That's a guy who's yeah, not even yeah. in the sport anymore, right? Right. Like the the yeah. list is shorter than I think it's ever been, in spite of the job opportunities being longer than ever. What a year, Chad! This year is nuts. Oh, it really nuts! Has been. Oh yeah. 
Jimmy Lake. I mean, the part of the reason why I like the the the, the Apple Cup between uh, Wazoo and I'm sorry, Washington State and Washington is because Jimmy Lake, who just got fired there two weeks ago, was the head coach, and when he was the defensive coordinator, he just did a really fun job of talking trash after Washington would beat Wazoo. It was just fun, and again, it's all Pac-12 after dark stuff, so. Nobody else heard it, but for me, I, I loved that stuff. It felt unique. We're not going to have that this year in that game, obviously. Both of these teams are not good, and Jimmy Lake got fired. Uh, Washington's yeah. another good job that, frankly, deserved better than Jimmy Lake, apparently. But it's so much confusion, dude. We're going to know more next week. Don't even try to think about it right now. Let me know if another coach re-signs like James Franklin. That's all. Right. Yep. Brian Absolutely. Kelly ain't, ain't moving. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope you're right, my friend. Let's talk about some of these games from last week. Real quick, Alabama hosting Arkansas. Another coach is not going anywhere is Sam Pittman, the head coach at Arkansas. What a job he's done this year. What an amazing season they've had. Their losses have been to Georgia, which was huge. Um, Ole Miss, which was going for it on on a two-point conversion to win in overtime. And so it was that narrow. Uh, Auburn and Alabama. Like, that's an eight-win season you can hang your hat on. Make no mistake. That's what the Razorbacks are doing. What a great job he's do- He's done. Yeah, One yeah. of his yeah. explicit goals, he wrote down four of them. And forgive me, Hogs fans out there, if you're listening. I don't really care about the other three. But one of the goals he wrote down and plastered in the locker room is beat Bama. Here's the truth. Arkansas played Alabama differently. You take chances that you don't take on other teams. It's not unique to Arkansas. It is unique to Bama. And frankly, Chad, it's unique to Notre Dame. It's not unique to Georgia. Not yet. It's not unique to Clemson. I thought it would be this year, but it didn't have to be, right? Yeah. It's maybe unique to Ohio State, but often that doesn't matter either, right? It's no, it's sincerely not. different for Alabama. And part of the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because if you're watching these games, as an Alabama fan, you get to see more teams play not just at their best, but beyond their best opportunities, right? Taking more risks, going for it on fourth down, making trick plays that you didn't use against other teams, right? It's It's a blessing and a curse, I suppose, a little bit. But it is special. And again, I think you can relate being a Notre Dame fan, but that's kind of what Alabama got. What both Alabama and Arkansas got was a repeat of what a lot of fans are aware of this year, which was just some really horrendously toxic officiating for both teams. It was not just good calls and bad calls. It was also reviews that took too long and happened too often. This game had a stink to it. I try to encourage people to watch more teams play more football from any league. And if I was watching this game in, say, the AAC, I, and you know what? I shouldn't even say that. They're, they're playing better ball. They've got better uh, refs, frankly. But if this was, I don't know, a, a Patriot League game or something, you know what I'm saying? Like if this was Richmond or SoCon, maybe I, I would just change the channel and not look back, right? I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't want to. And I kept thinking it would get better, and it didn't. It it just didn't. It was dropped balls by both teams. It was missed calls. It was penalties that cost Alabama an entire touchdown twice, right? Instead of letting them not call a penalty and they get a touchdown. It just added confusion 
to this game in spite of what Arkansas has done this year. That's what I'm trying to say. They put up a hell of a fight. This was not boring. But nobody's ever going to feel good about this particular football game. Alabama wins by a score. Uh, Arkansas tried an onside kick that went out of bounds, and that's how it ended with a just a nasty wet fart. That's what it felt like. I'm glad it's over. It doesn't tell you what's so good about either of these teams. That's what's frustrating. Does that make more sense? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I give it I'm glad it's over. I watched it with my brother. We had so much fun. I was in Atlanta last week. We went to the Patriots game where they blanked the Falcons. <laughs> we drank way too much beer, apparently, on Thursday night, which was great. We had such a blast, though, man. Running around town, eating really good food. Uh, we went to the Lost Druid in Atlanta, which was just sensational, man. It's Chad, pretzels, like long ones like they have at um, Quaker Steak, but imagine twice as long, freshly made. They're covered in butter and bacon that they make in-house. Like It was so crazy delicious. And we were watching all these games all day long, having a blast. Ohio State beat Michigan. We're watching Oregon, Iowa State, Oklahoma. And we get back to his place to sit down and watch Alabama, Arkansas, and it just it was a fart in your mouth, man. It was so bad. I'm glad it's over. That's all. Roll Tide. <laughs> That's enough about that game. Yeah. Oh, um, before we move to this week, I was going to say, because we're talking about coaches and all that fun stuff, uh, breaking news for you. I just came to throw oh. my phone. Uh, Michigan State, <gasps> Mel Tucker agrees to... 10-year, 95-million contract. Oh, my God. Here we go. Here we go, Chad. The dominoes are falling. Here we go. 10-year contract. Another lock in the Big Ten. After less than a year's worth of success. You know what? I'm not saying Mel Tucker doesn't deserve it. I'm saying this is the world we live in with college football, where 10 years is starting to become the norm for a coach who's already signed to give him bonus. It is nuts out there, folks. Wild, wild Big Ten. Right. That's crazy. Thank you. Wow, that's so cool. Good for you, Coach Tucker. Man, I tell you what... I understand people out there don't love Michigan State. I love that color green, man. That's that's probably my favorite color. <laughs> but well, they're, but they're he deserves it. Favorite. They're definitely my favorite out of the two Michigan teams, so I'll give you that. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Uh, I thought you might say Western Michigan, but whatever. Oh, oh damn, I forget <laughs> about them. Okay, so Michigan State's my second favorite team from Michigan. They beat Easter, Eastern Michigan this week, who, or I'm sorry, last week, who has the same colors as Michigan State. Well, it's just a weird state at Michigan. You have Michigan, Michigan State, Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan? Western Michigan? Western. Or do not. Yeah, I'll try better. There is no try. Thank you, Master. I'll, I'll do better, I promise. Look. He's he's earned it. He's done it the right way. He's gotten good players. This is going to help Michigan State. This is going to help keep the Big Ten right at the front of the sport, man. Again, arguably the Big Ten was the most competitive league this year. It's not over yet either, but wow, good for him. Thank you for breaking yeah. that, Chad. I owe you one. You are more than welcome, my friend. The kids love you, too. It's kind of weird. Kids. I don't know why they love you so much, but... Can't say I blame them. Kids with good taste. <laughs> Um, real quick, Clemson destroyed Wake Forest, and I, I wanted to mention that last week on the podcast, <laughs> I talked about how Clemson was bringing Will Shipley back and Pace, so two running backs in a play in a running back room that's had some turmoil. I won't get into all that extracurricular stuff. However, I knew that was going to have an effect on the game. 
I knew it was going to have an effect enough to beat a top 10 ranked Wake Forest with Sam Hartman, a provisional top 10 quarterback for the league. He's going to get drafted real high, Chad. He is that good. I knew he was going to score. He scored 20-something points on Clemson, which I thought would probably be enough because of what we've seen Clemson do. I've been high on Clemson all year long. I just knew. I knew, Chad, and kept saying every week, maybe it's this week. Maybe this week this team with this talent gets together and against a defense that's not so great can just run the ball at will. And then they're running it so well that they can throw the ball when they need to or just to experiment a little bit and get some extra yards and score. That's exactly what they did against a top-10 team by the biggest point spread margin of the year? What is that? I finally listened to everybody's doubt. I, fe- I said, you know what? If I haven't figured it out by this point, and I am sincerely aware of what Wake Forest is capable on offense, I got to call it. I called Clemson to win. Go Tigers. But I didn't call them to beat the spread, which was four and a half. I thought they were going to win by a field goal on special teams. They slaughtered Wake Forest all night long on oh, the yeah, ground. No, uh, on the ground. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bennett, Bennett thought... Wake was going to win. He's called Wake. I thought Wake was going to win, honestly. I mean, I talked to several people. They did, too. I mean, it was, yeah. It was a crazy game, man. Good for, good for Clemson for, you know, getting it together when they needed to. Yeah, you know what? Screw everybody out there. I listened to y'all, finally, when I should have just listened to myself, my own gut, my own instinct. I've been right all year long, except on Sunday when I'm wrong about what I said on Friday. <laughs> With the Tigers, well, man. And right. and you know what? I'm Again, like I said at the beginning, I'm so happy to be wrong, man. That was fun. This is the win that I thought Clemson needed last week against UConn. It didn't feel that way. Instead, this top win at home, senior night, which was the X factor, man. And there were a lot of those across the country that were the X factor, too. I love that stuff. I won't forget that next year. I tell you what. Clemson, go Tigers. That was a huge win against a sincerely competitive Wake Forest team. Yeah, they scored 24, I think it was, but that was a good job against a great Sam Hartman and that receiving crew. That's the truth. So that that cannot go understated. Yep. Okay, you know what, Chad? You're not wrong. Let's move into this week. Please, okay. sir. All righty, sir. So um, basically... Literally going by, uh, you know, pulling off the. I looked at the top twenty-five, going by days. So hey, know, listen, got, real oh. quick, real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I know I keep doing that, and it's very rude. But if there was a top twenty-five in life, buddy, you're number one, man. I'm just so thankful you're here. I just want you to know that in case I haven't said it in the last five minutes. Oh, thank you, buddy. Number I, one, I number one, buddy. Too, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> now go um, on. Okay, so um, so first up, we actually we like you said. I know how you like all these extra games. Well, because this week it's an extra treat. We actually get a competitive college football game on Thanksgiving Day, which is a little something that you might also refer to as the Egg Bowl. Oh, I thought for a second you were talking about Fresno State at San Jose State, which is going to be competitive, but that's for your lunchtime nap. You're talking about the Egg Bowl, number nine Ole Miss, at somehow unranked Mississippi State. Ooh, Mississippi State is actually a two-point favorite. Uh, oh, it's moved up. It was one and a half just this morning, Chad. Thank you. Wow. What happened? Did Matt Carell uh, eat too much turkey? Apparently. Maybe I don't know. They, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's like, that's well, people betting. Here's the thing, Chad. Yeah, it's exactly. at Mississippi State. This is a this is a rivalry that I think maybe people don't understand. Mississippi. Um, I want to be real tactile. How I say this, there there isn't a lot to do in Mississippi. Um, I've heard that. 
I, I, I don't really know how to explain it, and I'm not going to try. It's a special well, state. It's a unique state. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like Michigan, where you have 18 schools. You've got Ole Miss. You've got Mississippi State. Those aren't the only two, two school. Two. Good grief. This is a rivalry that should go without saying, but often doesn't. That's the truth. It's hateful. A lot of these guys know each other because of high school. A lot of these guys never leave the state of Mississippi. And frankly, I can't say I blame them sometimes. It's a gorgeous state. The cowbells will be ringing in Starkville, Stark Vegas, Mississippi. Ole Miss traveling to Mississippi State. Lane Kiffin playing against Mike Leach. If you'd have told me Lane Kiffin... Playing against Mike Leach five years ago, I wouldn't have known what you meant by that. <laughs> I would have said, man, this is going to be a great bowl game. But instead, we're getting it on Thanksgiving at 7.30 p.m. Come on, Chad. Let's go. Are you kidding me? This is so good. This game's going to be oh, 100 yeah. points. There's going to be blood and, and people fake dog ping in the end zone everywhere. Who knows what's going to happen? This game is so SEC-level fun. It has all the extracurricular stuff. Two outstanding quarterbacks in Matt Corral and Will Rogers. Is, is it Will Rogers? I don't know why That's I keep getting his first familiar. name wrong. Yeah. Look, whatever. I, just say his name, Mr. Rogers. Because that dude has been shattering long-standing SEC records. And now they're playing a rival? What do you think's going to happen? The only thing you can guarantee, Chad, is take the over and throw out all the stats right out the window. This game starts off rivalry weekend. Couldn't be any better than that. Can't wait. In case you can't tell, I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, now, you know, I was starting to get a, an inkling there that perhaps you were getting a little excited, maybe. So, yeah. Listen, there's Definitely. no way to call this game. Um, so I'm going to let you give your pick, but I'm just saying I'm riding with the Lane train. I love Lane Kiffin. If we got to pick coaches, I definitely prefer him over Coach Leach. But those are both, they're just comic book characters, man. They're good leaders. They're they are fun. They're entertaining. They wear their hearts on their sleeves. They're perfect to face each other in this rivalry. I mean, perfect. It doesn't get any better than this. And I want us to yeah. be a little bit extra thankful for that this year because Mike Leach ain't going nowhere. But Lane Kiffin is one of those names who could easily be poached to go somewhere else next week. We won't know until at least then, but until then, savor this game for that very reason. This game deserves these two coaches battling it out against each other. I'm rolling with Lane Kiffin. I love Matt Corral. Mississippi State's defense is one thing. Ole Miss defense, frankly, is a little underrated in spite of not being top shelf at all. Yeah, no, I'm... um... Yeah, I mean rivalry games are so hard to so hard to pick anyway. But yeah, I mean I, I like I like Kiffin. Uh, I would I'm gonna go with Old Miss and Kiffin. I'm Is that ahead. right, buddy? Yeah. Man, let's hear from the kids. Yeah, <laughs> you mean the kids, baby? Let's go Vegas. We'll take it all the way. All right, not so, Stark uh, Vegas, the the real Vegas. Anyway, you know what okay. I mean. All right, so ready, ready to move to the Friday slate, my friend, because there's oh, real quick there Fresno well. State. We're just going to go for Bulldogs all weekend long. So Fresno State at, at San Jose State at three thirty p.m. on Thanksgiving. Those are the only two games on Thanksgiving. It's worth mentioning because it's Thanksgiving. Sometimes, Chad, people need to have a football game on, and if you're like me, you don't want it to be the Cowboys. I would rather watch Fresno State at San Jose State any day. So just keep that yeah. in mind. I'm here to help. All right, there you go. Good job. Good job. Um, you too, okay, buddy. So, Thanks. Yeah, thank you. All right, so first, uh, first, just no particular order, just sure. really the way ESPN's got them listed out here. Hit me up. Uh, so Friday, you have our old friends with uh, the Blue Turf, the Boise State um, versus San Diego State. 
San Diego State is, however, is the ranked one. They're yeah. actually ranked 21st, but Boise State they're giving uh, two and a half points to. So basically, it's you know, field goal. You know, could go either way. Surprise, surprise. You know what I call um, this game when when it comes to betting? It's a trap. It's trap, Chad. Yes. yes, yes. San Diego State. Let me ask you this, and you know what? Don't feel bad if you don't know. But what is San Diego State good at? Um, frat parties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, kids love you, Chad. I swear. And so do I. <laughs> no, no, no. San Diego State has a legitimate defense. Boise State is known for their offense, and yet has struggled mightily this year. And kind of that's why they're under the radar, legitimately. So I'm thinking uh, San Diego State. It's at San Diego State. Beating Boise is. State still means something. They're ranked 21, which I don't want to say is too high. But I love to see any team that's based on defense be ranked because of it. That's who San Diego State is. So let's roll with San Diego State. SDS, baby. Nice. Now here's a little uh, little uh, Big Ten action for you. Um, number 16, Iowa at Nebraska. Okay. Okay. Now here's the part about this game that I found rather intriguing. Please. Um because and we have talked about Nebraska, so I know you're I know you're going to go into a diatribe about this after. I say Thank this. you for listening to the Gray Zone chat. I appreciate yeah. you. But here's the part I have a little problem with. So Iowa nine and two. Okay. They're, okay. They're, you know, sixteenth team. Nebraska has won three whole games. Ask me who's favorite in this game. Is it I, Nebraska? Yeah, they're they're giving Nebraska the point, which I know it's just a little thing, and it's kind of. But I'm still like, really, guys. I mean, they've won three games against a top 15 team. I mean, I know Nebraska plays people close, and they may win by it. And so I was probably only going by a touchdown. But uh, I was, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I was like, really? You're giving a you're right. three? I mean, Vegas, really? The team that's won three games? You're you're getting you're giving them the edge. Okay, I'm I'm not sports bookie, so there you go. Chad, you know who else has won three games this year? It's Stanford, who Notre Dame plays later. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not lost on me. Yeah. But you're not wrong. However, all Nebraska. This will drive it home. Nebraska set an FBS record this season last week. They have lost seven games by a score or less. A score or less by a score. You know what I mean? And yeah. three of those have been to top 10 CFP ranked teams. Excuse me. In fact, the only one that they lost by more than a score is Ohio State. Crazy, right? Talk about a top 10 yeah. team. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Iowa at Nebraska. Nebraska has a quarterback who is often sensational and who is just as often. I don't like to pick on guys, but he makes mistakes that are so atrociously bad and that, frankly, Scott Frost and Hernandez themselves haven't been able to fix. I, I can't ignore that that's part of why this team is where they are. They, they, they're they not illegitimately ranked. Let's put it this way. They're not like Florida State like what, that we mentioned before in 2015 where they were narrowly winning these games. Like, you know what? Nebraska just might be a top 10 team, but they've had bad luck. Like, no, 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 no. They've played some bad ball. They've also played outstanding ball, but it goes back and forth in every game. That's who they've been. So 
part of me still, like I've done before, wants to take Nebraska to cover. But Nebraska to cover means winning, which I'm not going to do. I know it's at Nebraska. But no, Iowa's going to win by three or six or seven, and that's all there is to it. Nebraska loses close. Maryland loses huge. Nebraska, they lose to everybody who's great, and they play a lot of great teams, but they lose close. Yeah, I hate to say it, but yeah, Nebraska's going down again. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like I said, do I think Iowa's going to beat them by 100 points? No. Because that's not Iowa, but they're going to win, which means don't take this. Don't take Nebraska because, you know, for the points. Because, yeah, it's crazy. No, it's definitely – I'm definitely taking Iowa. Yeah, definitely. And it's going to look like that. Nebraska's going to be up 10 points. You're going to go, oh, my God, I listened to Gray. I think it was wrong. No, no, no. Iowa's defense is going to get picks. There's no way Martinez is not throwing picks against Iowa. Are you crazy? It might not happen in quarter one, but it's definitely happening. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Yeah. If I'm wrong, thank God Nebraska wins a football game. They deserve a win. And a win over Iowa at home to end the season would be huge for them. I'd be thankful for it. They've just oh, yeah, been that close all year long. It's a tough place to be. I don't. It's, there, it's a unique place to be. There's no other program that has the turmoil going on at Nebraska. It's, it's a confusing place. But I still yeah. got to take the Hawkeyes, man. Oh, I can't do yeah. anything else. Give me the Hawkeyes. <laughs> Yeah, that's a hawk with eyes. Yep. Okay. So next <laughs> is, um, I'll go ahead and okay, get a spoiler alert. Um, this, Please. this is going to be my first of three uh, locks of the week. Go okay. on. Oh, yeah. Right. Now yeah. we're talking. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Um, number four, Cincinnati at East Carolina. Okay. Um, Cincinnati, uh, two touchdowns, fourteen points. And yeah. Uh, I think I think you know which one of those teams I'm locking it. <laughs> I hear you. So this is a so, conference game. I think a lot yeah. of people aren't aware. I, I say this a lot about Power Five and how much it sucks. Like we we should stop saying that. We should at least change it to Power Six because of how consistently competitive the AAC has been. And people say, oh well, no, it's really just Cincinnati. And I'm like, well, a few years ago it was just UCF. And like like the Big Ten is you have teams like Michigan State and Michigan. Well. The AAC has teams like Houston and SMU and Cincinnati, and they have since UCF. And, and there's it fluctuates a little bit, but it is a, co- a competitive league. This is a competitive team. Gardner Minshew was at Eastern Carolina, Chad. Does that change your mind a little bit about what they were doing just a couple of years ago? They were great. They were competing for the league title. This year, I believe they're in third place in the league, and the league doesn't have divisions because the league is so concerned with being competitive that they essentially kicked UConn out. Right? Yeah, that's true. That's why they don't have these divisions. So Houston locked up their spot in the AAC title game. They're going to play Cincinnati with the win after last weekend, which was big. I did not expect, I really did not expect Cincinnati to crush SMU. That was impressive. Anything you want to say about Alabama and what Ohio State did is completely incidental. Cincinnati crushed SMU in a way that makes me say, absolutely, they deserve their spot in the top four. Not just because Oregon lost, but because they beat Notre Dame. That's the outlier for me right now. I don't like the rankings. I don't care. Cincinnati's going to have to face East Carolina this weekend and then Houston. That is a legitimate threat. Houston lost week one. Frankly, Chad, if Houston was also undefeated, and it was a close loss, by the way, if Houston was undefeated, we would be saying the same exact thing. Houston would have hosted a game day. Like, a single loss in week one changed 
everything. It took them from 100 to zero. Nobody's talking about Houston. I guarantee you, Coach Luke Fickle at Cincinnati is aware. But beating East Carolina isn't a team that they can afford to stumble to as well. After seeing they the way they played SMU, I'm with you, Chad. Cincinnati covers on the road. It's going to be chilly in East Carolina, but not like Cincinnati chilly. They know how to handle this. Mm-hmm. They eat poop on top of spaghetti noodles every day. They can handle a little Pirates action in North Carolina. <laughs> East yes, Carolina is in North Carolina, by the way, if you weren't aware. We don't do that crap in South Carolina in the Palmetto State. No. No. <laughs> Yeah, East Carolina. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. give me the Bearcats. Wow. I'm not going to lock it up. That's bold, Chad, but I like it. I like it. Again, they got to get ready for Houston next week, which is a big game nobody's prepared for, but it's going to be great. I'm happy for the Bearcats. They deserve it. This is a this is a moment that deserves to be celebrated in spite of the fact that I don't want anybody to watch the playoff committee poll show. It's so stupid. I don't watch it. Watch Maction. <laughs> it's on every Tuesday. Enjoy it. Hmm. There you go. Okay, so we've got... Real quick, uh, before I forget, because I I don't think you're going to bring this up, but the University of Alabama, Birmingham, UAB, almost took down the other, one of the three undefeated teams. Oh, UT something. They're on my list this week for you. Uh, Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, UTSA, San Antonio, the University of Texas at San Antonio, the Roadrunners, beep, beep. Yeah, they mm-hmm. almost lost. And if you watch the way they won at the end, I'm not saying they didn't deserve the win. They are the better team. They've had two close games lately. Um, this game is otherwise completely incidental to the playoff, which is why I think it's great to enjoy games like this. But UAB played their butts off. They've had a great year. They've done terrific. And I wish this game was at their brand-new stadium, but it wasn't. However, UTSA did a great job to make a crazy... It was a play where the quarterback, it looked like he might have gone down, but he got back up, and he threw the ball, but the ball got tipped, and it got tipped into the hands of the receiver he was throwing to anyway, and that's how they won the game. It was exciting. You know what? Go Roadrunners. I just wanted to throw that out there. Good for you. One of three undefeated teams. It is so hard to go undefeated. that That does deserve extra celebration. That's the truth. It is. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's very hard. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, okay, so next we have um, – we talked about them with these earlier. Uh, I've got uh, Missouri at Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is still ranked 25th. And it looks like Arkansas is a 14.5-point favorite. Yeah. Um, Arkansas is better than top 25. They deserve to be ranked 25th. I have no problem with that. I'm not trying to say or start a discussion about ranking teams. But Arkansas right. is legitimately competitive – Tough yeah, and frankly willing year. to go Good for it. Them. Missouri Good isn't that team. Missouri, there's a reason why coaches get fired after losing to Missouri. But oh, yeah. Missouri's also such a question mark. You know, they, they beat South Carolina last week, and then South Carolina beats Auburn? I know Bo Nix was hurt, but come on, man. It's so strange. It really is. It's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Arkansas is a better team. Now, Chad, tell me what. tell me the points in this one. That's the outlier. Yeah, I mean, 14 and a half. Oh, damn it. Yeah. I mean, if it was like 10, I would be like, I mean, I'm definitely, don't get me wrong, definitely Arkansas, definitely going for them. And if it was like maybe 10 points, I'd probably go with, or even 13 and a half maybe. Yeah, if it was 14, I'd push. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, 14.5, so that means they have to beat them by at least 17. Um, 
I mean, you know, just realistically, it's not like let's get a safety. Okay. But then that's 16. So still, um, yeah, I mean, definitely Arkansas, but I, I'm not taking them with the points, but I would definitely take Arkansas. The way Missouri's defense has been playing, especially that front four, it's a special group of kids. Yeah, no way. I'm sorry. I think Arkansas might be able to do it, but I'm not betting it. No way. Uh-uh. Missouri no. covers, but loses yeah. at Arkansas. Yeah, all right. Yeah, well said. Um, okay, so now we have, oh, these poor little fellas. Um, Colorado. Is at number nineteen Utah, who we just you know came off came off that big win last week at Oregon. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Utah is favored by twenty three and a half, and uh, you know what, man, I'm going to give it to Utah. I mean, I, Colorado is not good. I, I what, what have they won like? Have they want to get one more game than Stanford? Are, so, they, are they four and seven? I mean, they're not good. I don't want to say you're wrong, but what Colorado is is good. They're not great. They're not bad. They're not elite. They're not yeah. even very good. They're good. They won last week against Washington. That's good. That's a good win. That was a win that I called. I knew they would be competitive to cover, not necessarily win. But Utah is ranked 19th. Utah lost a couple of games early without Cam Rising, their starting quarterback now, who replaced, I forget who it was, Utah. If you didn't know, now you know. I feel like more people watched Utah and Oregon play this past weekend and saw what this team is capable of. This Utah team is fun. Cam Rising is electrifying. The plan that Kyle Whittingham has put into play, excuse me, for the Utes is electrifying. It's not every time I'm blessed to watch Utah play Pac-12 after dark. That's exactly how I feel. Blessed. Right, like I'm usually almost always watching alone. <laughs> the only time I didn't watch Utah alone was after. I mean, aside from this past weekend with Bennett watching them beat Oregon, I watched them real late at night in the hotel room when I was in uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, with Matt McGahey for the uh, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I'm like, look, 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 it's Pac-12 after dark. We're wasted. I can't fall asleep, and and I want you to see Utah because nobody will listen to me. <laughs> And I was right, man. They beat Oregon. They deserve that win. They are that good. Utah, we were talking earlier about who who Oregon is, who Notre Dame is. They feel like maybe a top 10 team. That's who Utah is. They're a top 10 team. They can beat anybody any given Saturday, but they're not necessarily top four, like top shelf. That's no good reason not to watch them. They are so fun. They're definitely going to win. It's at Utah. Everybody's going to be jumped up for this one. But what's the spread again? 23 and a half. I mean, I, I mean, I'm definitely thinking Utah. I don't know about, no, I'm going to stick with it. Um, yeah, I, I just, I mean, you're right. I haven't seen a lot of Colorado this year. I'll give you that. But I mean, man, I don't know. I'd say I didn't think they were anywhere in the remote, remote area of decent. Chad, 23 and a half though. Come on, that's too much. Yeah, I know they just beat Oregon by 31. I hear you. And the week before, they beat Stanford by what, it was 42 or something like that. And the week before Colorado's, that, they beat UCLA by 22. I hear you. Colorado's 4-7, and seven, by the way. So I, I know who they, they are. They've won the one more game <laughs> than Stanford. That's it. So I'm, I'm telling you, man, I think they can get the it's, – it's at Utah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with – I'm not not locking it. You know what, Chad? 23 and a half? Mm. Screw it. Go Utah. Go Utes. 23 and a yeah. half. I'll take it. I don't care. Let's do it. Right. Colorado's so, good, not great. I want everybody to watch Utah. It's at 4 p.m. Thank God Utah finally got a game with some sunlight. 
Yeah, I know, right? It's the truth, no man. For them. <laughs> no after dark for them this year. All right, I mean, this is the week. Um, okay, so next, uh, a, a much more local game, a little, uh, uh, you know, once again, another rival, uh, North Carolina versus NC State. Um, it is at NC State, who is ranked 20th. Who, if they get this win, I am like 99% sure they will. Uh, they'll go ahead and they will uh, qualify for the ACC championship game. Yes, uh, that will give them enough wins, and they will go in the uh, what is the coastal and the what, coastal is what where Pitt's at, and the other side is I always forget this coastal and what. I forget too. The Atlantic. Atlantic. <laughs> if we were playing trivia, Chad, I swear to God. I know, right? No, yeah, by the way, let's like I'd like to congratulate the Scooby Snacks for winning second place this season for DJ Upstate DJ Trivia. What's it called? Upstate Trivia. Yep, yep. Thank you very much. Great job. Knew you could Thank do it, you, sir. I, I didn't yeah. actually know we could do it. I say you. <laughs> Uh, hey, Chad, was, do you realize was, how much influence you and I together, just as like a tag team of superheroes, have had on other people's lives? Fair point. You're a special dude, man. We're a special group. We're a special team. I'd like to think we are. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would have won second place if it weren't for you and me hanging at Quaker Steak. You know what I'm saying? That's right, man. That's we, the we, truth, we, man. We founded the teams. And, uh, and we wouldn't know, we be hanging kinda... out at Quaker Steak if you and me weren't hanging out at Downtown Alive on Thursdays in downtown Greenville. That's true. Absolutely. Yep. You are correct. I'm you thankful, are correct. Thankful for all of that stuff, brother. Exactly. So, um, Absolutely. Um, hmm. So NC right, State. So, so North Carolina is at NC State. Yeah. <laughs> NC State's ranked twentieth. <laughs> NC State's six point. Um, you know, I mean, you know, it's a rivalry because good God, they're in. It's State. a rivalry. You know that, yeah. I, mean, I, I definitely don't have to explain how that concept works to you. <laughs> um, well, I mean, uh, in-state rivalries in North Carolina don't always count as ACC in-league play. Oh my God! Who the hell? Think about this. Clemson just beat a top 10 ranked Wake Forest, and that would have, I say, eliminated them, at least made them in better control of their destiny, except that the Wake Forest lost at North Carolina doesn't count as an ACC game. Right. The ACC just chokes on its own vomit. I hate it, man. I want the ACC to not have these extracurricular problems. I'm tired of it. It's pretty dumb. Yeah, because we'll, we'll go to that later. But, yeah, so technically Wake Forest still just has the one loss. So if they win this week, they're actually in. So there you go. Crazy. We'll get to um, that in a minute. Wake Forest plays yeah, Boston exactly. College. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, it's at NC State. I think NC State's uh, they've been a little more consistent this year. They definitely have better defense in North Carolina. Um, yeah, I'd I go ahead and take North Carolina. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry, NC State. Um, yeah, I take them out right. Points, points win everything. It's only six points. It's at home. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Yeah, I I completely understand, Chad. I I can't d- necessarily disagree. However, go Tigers! Wow. I want North Carolina to win to give Clemson a chance. I want this weird, sticky season to make every Clemson fan who is toxic to its own program to say, "Look, we won the ACC title. What more do you want?" That's just me. It's personal, but it's my damn podcast. So, <laughs> so go North Carolina. Wow. Sam Howell is awesome. Sam Howell can do it. North Carolina State, 
can score, but they also have a great defense. This game should be a ton of fun. It's at 7 p.m. There aren't a ton of great, but this is on Friday. This yes. this is my. That's why I bring it up. It's yes, on yes, Friday, yes, so this is the you. game to watch at 7 p.m. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're right. Thank me. Yeah. Don't thank me. Everybody who complains, ACC fans love to complain when their team has to play a Friday night game. There are so many opportunities for us to celebrate your league on Friday night, and this is the best one. So do it. Tell yeah. people. North yeah, Carolina, right. NC State is at 7. Mm-hmm. The Apple yeah. Cup is at 8, and nobody necessarily needs to care. It's not determinate like this. When the only ranked team is NC State. So why would you... Celebrate it. I love it. I'm so happy, but yeah, uh, give me North Carolina. Give me the Tar Heels. I want them to win, so let's do it. I want chaos. It would cause so much trouble. It would. It really, really would. Probably not going to happen. Probably going to the Wolf Pack, but still. Man, you never know. The the way the season's going on, like you said. It's rivalry weekend, Chad. Throw them records right out the window, man. Forget about it. Okay, so... Now we are moving on to the Saturday slate of games, unless there's some game out there that's, you know... If you don't mind, so South Florida at UCF, this is a, a rivalry that's important to to my heart. This, this is an AAC rivalry, the War on I-5, South Florida and UCF, the year that UCF quote-unquote won the national championship when they won the Collie Matrix a few years ago. They were essentially the same team as South Florida, who has fallen off a cliff since Coach Jeff Scott took over there. I don't love it. UCF, I believe, is favored by a few scores. If you don't mind, Chad, do you have that in front of you? Is UC, how, how much is UCF favored against South Florida? Because I believe I'd like to lock this one up. Okay. Uh, We've also yes, got I Kansas State at Texas. Kansas State is good against the run. Texas doesn't have a good run because they've lost B. John, B. John Robinson, but they have no other choice. It's another legitimate threat for another loss against Texas. Also, Ohio really? University at Bowling Green at noon on Friday. The Ohio University Bobcats versus the Bowling Green State University Falcons. These are two schools that... In two towns where I spent a lot of time, where I had a lot of great memories and great times with great friends, they're important to me and my heart. Um, and you know what? Um, <laughs> I, I don't want... But I, usually I cheer for Bowling Green. I'm so sick of it. I want Ohio to, to, to end the season with a win over the Falcons. So, um, uh, yeah, right, go Bobcats. I uh, I looked up for you. Uh, yeah, South Thank Florida you. at UCF. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, South Florida's got, they are terrible. Two and nine. Um, <laughs> yeah. UCF. Yeah. I would, I would go with that. Great. It's, they're only, it's only 18 and a half. I mean, so what, three touchdowns? I'm sure they could get three touchdowns on this team. So four scores. So three, yeah, two touchdowns yeah. in it. Well, yeah, three touchdowns. You need three touchdowns. Or, yeah, you do. But I, I don't know. South Florida's pretty bad. I, yeah. I'd probably. I'm not locking it up. I'm taking UCF. I'm. I'm glad we brought it up. Thank you for your time on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> also, Coastal Carolina at South South Alabama, UTSA. I'm sorry, USA, USA, USA. Coastal Carolina. I bring it up because um, Coach Jamie Chad. Is it Jamie Chadwell? I forget his name. Jamie, it doesn't matter. The coach at Coastal Carolina, I, I, I struggle. Um, he's been, he's done great, and he doesn't want to leave. Yeah. He doesn't really entertain these offers. It sounds like he may be the next head coach at Virginia Tech. That's all I'm going to say about it, and we're going to move on to Saturday. 
Mm, good for him if that's the case. I mean, that's yeah, that's quite a bump up. Yeah, we start um, Saturday with Michigan hosting Ohio State for College Game Day. The okay, big that's, game that's, is what they've traditionally called it, Chad. Yes, it's not always yes, big. I, it doesn't get any bigger yeah. than this. Michigan deserves mm. it. Ohio State deserves it. This season deserves this game to host game day. I couldn't yep. be more thrilled. And the game starts at noon, Chad. Oh, my God. I love I this weekend. I love it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if only I had thought about, you know, maybe getting together with some friends of mine and maybe watching that game. Oh, wait a minute. I think I did. <laughs> um, I find yeah. your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> maybe we uh, won't. Maybe we won't hang out with you because of mean, rude comments like that. Here, let me ask my friend Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not meant to be mean. Just uh, you know, just just agreeing with you. The magnitude of this game. Um, okay, so, as you said, it's, uh... I just got word Taylor two. Swift in there, buddy, that's all. I know. Taylor Swift throws, throws me off a little bit on it. Um, okay, so, so, number two, Ohio State, at number five, Michigan. Number five, is, Michigan. I'm sorry, Chad. Yeah. This is so good for the sport. Yeah. It's so good and, for the uh, league. It's awesome. I mean, Ohio State, uh, they're favored by eight. Oh, my um, God, really? Yeah, I mean, okay. it, it's honestly close enough that I'm going, back, I'm going back and forth locking that, honestly, because I mean, Ohio, I mean, Ohio State, man, I mean, it's it, it, it sounds good. I mean, years past, I'm like talking that not long ago, and you're like, oh, this is going to be such a good game, and, and I, I really want this to be a good game, don't get me wrong, um, but, man, and then just after like the second, third quarter, Ohio State just... Like they switched to fifth gear and they just roll over Michigan. I mean, they've done it for how many years in a row now? I believe it's eight years. Yeah, yeah, they certainly yeah. could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I'm. I, I don't know what your feelings are about this game. I'm definitely, definitely. I would. I would say definitely Ohio State. I'm taking the points. Um, okay. Hmm. You know what? Oh, screw it. Yeah, I'm going to lock it in. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty confident I'll stay. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts, good sir? <laughs> First of all, Chad, you're probably not wrong. I also want to disclaim to anybody listening out there. First of all, thank you. Anybody who's listening to my voice, if you know me in person, you know I mean this sincerely. I'm thankful for you. I am sincerely thankful you're listening. It means a lot to me. It really does. And if you are listening and you enjoyed it, call me or hit me up on Twitter at Color of Gray, G-R-E-Y. Let me know. That's all. However, I also, on the other side of the token, Chad, I know you hate Michigan to the point where I can't reasonably expect you to look at this game logically. <laughs> and and it's not, it doesn't mean that Ohio State, for example, isn't legitimately the number two ranked team in the country. They're fantastic. Their offense has been incredible, outstanding. They've got weapons that we didn't know they had, so to speak. Like, we all thought it was going to be Chris Olave. C.J. Stroud has come into his own in spite of not looking great to start the season. Excuse me. However, here's what I want to point out to you. This is one of the best teams that Jim Harbaugh has had at Michigan, including on offense, defense, and special teams. 
Ohio State has looked great the last couple of weeks. Against who, Chad? Purdue and Michigan State? Michigan State has no pass defense. That doesn't take away anything. They beat Michigan. They beat Michigan. (laughs) That's true. But this is rivalry week where anything can happen. Look, when they were at Nebraska, 26-17. Yeah, they won by two scores, but it's narrow, buddy. Okay? Penn State, that was at home. I don't think Penn State is worth losing to, I'm sorry, beating by just a single score. Right? Ohio State has had moments where they don't look that great when they're playing Good defenses. Make no mistake, like it or not, Chad, Michigan has a very good defense. They also have a capable offense. This is also at Michigan in Ann Arbor. This is also an opportunity where Jim Harbaugh, like I mentioned last week when they destroyed their opponent, they're not afraid to do what they have to do to prepare for this game. I think it's similar to the way that Shane Beamer and the South Carolina Gamecocks are hosting Clemson this weekend. They are going all for broke. We're all going to be watching this game because it's at noon. But Ohio State is going to be playing not to lose. Thanks to Michigan's defense, right? Again, Ohio State has played close against some good defenses. This is the best defense they're going to face against what makes Ohio State look so outstanding. I'm not sure it's not going to be enough. I'm not saying Ohio State's not going to win. But you know what, Chad? That's exactly what I'm going to pick. I know you hate it. I'm taking Big Blue. I just love the idea of rolling snake eyes on this one and seeing a rivalry that's been nasty just finally get Jim Harbaugh not just paid but locked up and us talking differently about them. I don't want to see yeah. Ohio State knocked out, but that's probably what's going to happen if they lose to oh, Michigan. Yeah. I was oh, yeah. inches away from going to Ohio State University myself to join their veterinary medicine program. I chose otherwise. Go Bobcats and go Bearcats. However, I don't dislike this Ohio State team either. I don't want to say I have no dog in the fight, but I don't always buy into chaos. This game, however, I want the chaos. And if there's ever going to be an opportunity for Michigan to do it, it's now. It's not going to be the future. Ryan Day is about to take this team on a rocket ship to the moon in a way that Jim Harbaugh is not going to be able to compete with, right? Similar with Clemson and South Carolina, like I just mentioned. Georgia is about to do the same thing. There's not a lot of teams that are going to be able to keep up with them in the future. Last year's COVID year was kind of an asterisk that bled over into this year. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing so much turmoil and firings that were kind of overdue, but you couldn't do it last year and things like that. With all of that said, I don't necessarily believe Michigan's going to win this football game, but screw it. I'm going to take Michigan to cover the eight. Wouldn't be surprise me if Michigan wins, but you want chaos? That's chaos. I don't necessarily think it's the right kind of chaos. I want to see the top four teams in the playoff. Ohio State legitimately is one of them. But man, give me Michigan. I hate to say it, Chad. Give me Big Blue. All right. All right. right? Um, Are you still there? (laughs) You you didn't hang up? (laughs) No, no, no. Look, are are we still friends? We are. Okay. I mean, Okay, look, I'd be lying if I said there was a little bit of bias towards Michigan. Okay, I'm actually I'm lying right now when I'm saying this just a little bit. Um, but, uh, I mean, honestly, though, I'm just, I don't know. Uh, just looking at the teams played and the way they played and who they played, you know, common opponent, 
Michigan loses to Michigan State close. Yeah. Ohio State absolutely kills, kills Michigan State to the point where after the second quarter, you're like turning off because, like, all right, well, they just scored again. Um, you know, they're like a commercial. That tells us a little bit more about Michigan State. You're not wrong, but go on. Yeah. Um, you know, it's okay. I'll always say this. I think this probably is one of the better Michigan teams lately. And I, I probably wouldn't, you know, if it was like 14 points, something like that, Ohio State, I, I, I would have taken Michigan. You know, if it was, if it was something more than eight, but, you sound like a Michigan fan. Take that back right now. <laughs> <laughs> Go Irish. I didn't uh, I didn't mean to trigger you, buddy. You don't deserve yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you're um, probably right. I'm gonna say it right here, right now. You're probably right. And if Ohio State does beat that spread, and more to the point, if Ohio State wins by, for example, twenty one on the road in Ann Arbor. There is no doubt in my mind at all whatsoever that Ohio State can compete with teams like Georgia and, frankly, oh, yeah. any team in the sport. That's who we're trying to find for the quote-unquote best teams. Whether or not that's the best system, I think we can all kind of agree that it's probably not. But that's the system we have. The system is designed right. to make sure that those teams get in. If Ohio State yeah. does that to Michigan, they get in, in spite of that loss in Week 2 to Oregon, and rightly so. However, they got to win. Yeah, winning big, winning big yeah. is going. Let's put it this way, Chad. Nobody is going to be watching Ohio State more closely than Georgia, except that Georgia is playing Georgia Tech at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so they yeah. won't really know what they're going to face because they're not yeah. watching the game. So it's interesting, yeah. right? Georgia, by the way, uh, throttled Charleston Southern. No surprise there. They play Atlanta Southern, a.k.a. Georgia Tech, this weekend in a rivalry that a lot of people want to pretend it matters. It doesn't. This one's weird. I'm not saying it doesn't deserve respect, but this is not a... It, this hasn't been a respectable rivalry in spite of Georgia Tech sometimes beating Georgia sometimes. Um, it's been a while that Georgia Tech's been competitive. They're They're playing a different style. It's not worth watching. It's not worth watching any of that game while Ohio State is playing Michigan. That's all I wanted to say out loud. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, yeah. Oh, you know, well, you literally know where I'll be. So, so yeah, I, I'm not missing that game. Absolutely. It's rivalry. Rivalry. <laughs> rivalry week. Rivalry. For those anything can happen. Week. You think Jim Harbaugh isn't ready for anything? Oh, he is. He I don't is. know, man. I mean, Number I mean, two versus number five. It doesn't get any better than this. I, yeah. I, I got goosebumps in case you can't tell. I, I love this game. I'm so thankful for it. Thankful, Chad. I will I will say this. This is the nicest thing I can ever probably say about Michigan. Say it out loud. If it was any other team that Ohio State had this, this, this long winning streak again against, and it was they were playing that team at home, then I would definitely be rooting for that team. And I would be happy for them if they actually pulled off the upset and they won. So, if you know, ifs so and butts were candy and nuts. Exactly. How does the rest of that go? That was so many ifs, Chad. Just you, right. Chad. It's rivalry week. You can say uh, it. Screw you, Michigan. Get your butts kicked by Ohio State at home. I don't care. You can say it. Um, you just did. A, I'm just. Yeah, you just did. A, well, good job with that. Thanks, buddy. I'm just trying to help, man. Let it out <laughs> yeah, if you right. want to. It's Thanks, rivalry buddy. week. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, okay, I've got a few more games here. Please, uh, let's have it. Go through. Let's see here. Um, 
you want to talk about uh, quickly uh, Texas Tech versus Baylor? Uh, Baylor's number eight, and they're up. Uh, they are favored by fourteen points. Um, oh God! I, I would. I take Baylor. Uh, yeah, Texas Tech isn't having a good year. I believe they just fired their coach too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably take Baylor. Just uh, overall. <laughs> Points, odds, over. Yeah, I take Baylor. So Texas Tech won a few weeks ago against Iowa State by kicking a 62-yard field goal. Instead of going into overtime, that's how they won. That's crazy. But the the week before, they lost real bad to Oklahoma. The week before that, they lost by like a point or two against Kansas State um, at home. (laughs) And then they got blanked last week against Oklahoma State, who has a legitimate argument to be in the top four. I can't. Texas Tech has had too much turmoil. Baylor has been one of my surprise teams of the year, like surprise in a sense that people should be talking about and betting on them and noticing them. Now they're ranked yeah. number eight, and it's at yeah. Baylor. Tell me the spread Ooh. again, Chad. It's 14. It's two touchdowns. Give me Baylor. Even running yeah. on the ground, which is their milieu, they're going to be able to do that at home to end the season. This season, it's, a, it's yeah. that's what they want. Let me have yeah. Baylor all day long. And also, that's another coach who might get poached. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Isn't that, is that Dave Armanda? Armanda something? It's, it's Dave Aranda. Oh, Dave Aranda. Thank you. Yeah. Dave uh, Aranda. You're right. I'm, he talks like I, Batman played by Christian Bale. Where are they? <laughs> who is Texas Tech? What? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I did not realize that. Yeah, you know, you're right. He very well could be because I've heard his name mentioned in, uh, I think, you uh, LSU, I believe. Do I look like a tiger? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. That's a big hire. LSU is a top job that's not going to settle for anything less than a big name. Dave Miranda is one of them. He coached there before. Um, I think he would be a good fit. He's earned his opportunity to choose where he wants to go. If he's going to do that, (laughs) all this game does is make that check a little bit sweeter. So you know what? Give me Baylor even bigger. I need a bear. I don't have a bear sound effect, but... (laughs) Sounds more like Chewbacca. Pretty much, After eating Taco Bell, but still. (laughs) Baylor, I'll take it. Well said. Uh, Next, go back to a little little ACC action. Uh, We have number 18, Wake Forest at Boston College. Wake Forest is uh, favored by five, which is kind of an odd number. Okay. Um, like previously mentioned, Wake Forest can get the win. Then, yeah, yeah, for the first time in God knows how long, mm-hmm. they will actually be, uh, you know, they'll win the, they will win the Atlantic, uh, ACC Atlantic. Yeah. So. Um, I think they yeah. will, but I'm going to say they won't because Phil Dracovic, former Notre Dame fighting Irish quarterback Phil Dracovic, is back. He's healthy. He's that good. He He's not as good as Sam Hartman. No, what's not the? Yet. Do you happen to have the over under for this game? I don't. Okay, um, you don't need it. Take it. I, <laughs> Both of these teams are going to be throwing the ball like crazy, which stops the clock. They're also going to have success, which raises points. Ooh. Take the over in this game. I'm taking Boston College. Just to give Clemson that extra added opportunity to get into the ACC title game, to get a revenge match against Pitt. That's where I'm at. So give me BC to beat Wake Forest. Go Eagles. 
I'll tell you what. I'm going to take BC for the points. I still think Wake Forest might eat it out, but, you know, five is weird. And I think it comes Chad, out Chad, you're weird probably like a, right. This is my podcast. Uh, We're calling the Eagles. Mm, well, okay. <laughs> you're calling the Eagles. Sorry. I'm sorry. God bless uh, America. Maybe you didn't hear me. Thanksgiving is what we're here to celebrate. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Call. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing, okay, buddy. So, I know. Okay. So next, let's go down to oh, a little Pac-12 action. How about Oregon State versus Oregon? Uh, number eleven now. Oregon is their favorite by seven. How many out here, Gray? Do the Oregon schools, do they have like a special little, you know, bowl game name? Oh, Chad, it warms my heart that you asked me that. Yes, first of all, beavers and ducks, beavers and ducks, beavers and ducks. You're a movie guy. Have you ever heard that term, beavers and ducks, before? Um, not that I really want to repeat it okay. on your podcast. No, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, it's from a movie from the turn of the century called Bandits, featuring Bruce Willis and Billy Bob Thornton. I forget the female lead in there, but they're bank robbers, and Billy Bob Thornton is eccentric. Imagine that. And I forget why he's talking about beavers and ducks, but beavers and ducks, what do you get when you cross a beaver with a duck? You get a platypus, and this is for the platypus cup. It does not have a trophy. It deserves a platypus trophy. But to answer your wow. question, it's the platypus. That's it. And come on, dude. You love fish. You love water animals. A platypus is like you. It loves the water, but spends most of its time outside of it. <laughs> come yeah. on. It's the platypus sure, cop, we'll baby. Let's go. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, you can appreciate that, though, right? Beavers and ducks. I, yes, I can. Thank you. Um, and thank you for that little bit that you piece of uh, college knowledge. Hey, listen, Bandits that. is still a funny movie. It holds up, and I think it's on Hulu, so check it out. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I think I've seen that somewhere streaming. Yeah, I need to check that out. I think I've seen it once. It's been a long time. Um, okay, so this one, yeah, I mean, it's that, I know Oregon's, you know, beat up, and they're kind of, they're got kicked in the dirt and all that, but um, yeah, Oregon. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll take the points. I'll take everything. Or, What's Oregon, the points? Uh, Tell me the points. I'll, just seven points, man. I'd say Oregon. I'm it's right. at Oregon. Yeah, good for them to finally be back home. Um, the yeah. problem is this is a rivalry, and right. Oregon State has kind of been like Baylor, but for the Pac-12. They've been the best team in the league that nobody's talking about because what happened a long time ago? It feels like this game is so hard to call. I'm just going to take the home team and roll with Oregon. Yeah, it, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be brutal and gnarly in a way that people don't care about anymore because Oregon lost. And now they're out of the top eleven, top ten, or whatever. And Oregon State, excuse me, isn't even ranked, but they right. should be. They should be right on the outside edge, if nothing else. Oh wow! I didn't realize they were there. Apparently, yeah, there's some improvement there. I wouldn't um, be surprised if Oregon wins big. Um, tell okay. me again. I'm sorry, Chad. Tell me the point spread. It's just seven. Yeah, seven. okay, that's fine. I'll take Oregon. Yeah. They're they're able to um, do it, but don't be surprised if the beavers, beavers come chewing on your trees. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. do you? Um, yeah, I do. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's go with um a little little Big 10. Um one that's uh, uh both these teams are kind of a mess and I'm not really sure what I'm going to pick, but um Penn State um at Michigan State, who is still ranked number twelve. Wow! Uh, even after that beatdown, 
I guess they're still alive, at least some of those players. Um, 12 feels right for the Spartans, don't yeah. you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Penn State is actually favored, the one favored by one point. So, you know, it's in other words, it's a pick em. So, guess what, Greg? We could pick them. Penn State uh, at Michigan State? Yeah. Favored by a point. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, talk about, talk about a kind of moment. I mean, I'll go with, uh, I'll say Michigan State by a field goal, and then I'll, and then I would kind of shrug and be like, if I was looking at you, I'd be like, maybe? <laughs> that's, that's my degree of confidence. <laughs> what do you think? It's tough. This yeah. one's a tough one, man. Yeah. I, I, you you mentioned out. a field goal, and that a light bulb went off in my brain that made me think, you know what? This is the kind of game that comes down to a field goal. If we're taking field goals in this game, I have to take Mel Tucker. I have to take Michigan yeah. State at home. I don't think yeah. they're the better team, but I don't think Penn State is a world beater either. No. And no, after the way they right. lost to Ohio State, look, Penn State, frankly, doesn't have those threats. Um, they do have no. a better quarterback who's capable of exploiting some of those weaknesses, but that's not necessarily the only way that Michigan State's going to lose this game. You know what? It's at home. I don't like James Franklin. I'm going with Mel Tucker. Let's just do there it. There you go. There you go. Um, let's see. We will, okay, got one more since we're in the neighborhood. One more little uh, Big Ten for you. Got number 14, Wisconsin uh, versus Minnesota. Wisconsin is a seven-point favorite, even though they're on the road. However, pretty much I think the winner of this game uh, is going to win the other side of the uh, Big Ten and will play either Michigan or Ohio State in their conference, uh, conference championship. Um, you know, I'm a... Not a huge fan of either, but um, for, for my teams, but if I'm being honest, for my team's own personal playoff chances, sure. Um, I need Wisconsin to keep winning, um, so I'm gonna go with Wisconsin, please. I understand. Um, and um, I'm not sure I want to take the points, but I'll but I'll, I'll say Wisconsin. But I, you know, I'm not sure about um, yeah. I don't know. Minnesota's a little tricky, and they, I don't know when those two meet. Uh, so I'm not sure if it's. It's kind of like a rivalry, right? I, mean, <laughs> I love, I love just listening to you talk out loud about yeah, this game. It feels similar yeah. to the game we just talked about, Penn State at Michigan right. State. Like both yeah. of these teams feel identical and in the league, and it's determinant. Wisconsin eight and three, Minnesota seven and four. Both teams are scoring roughly twenty-seven points a game. Both teams are allowing roughly sixteen points per game. Like they're so identical. Mm-hmm. I know. So I'm going with Wisconsin. <laughs> I just yeah, I know yeah. it's at Minnesota. I probably should go with Minnesota. I love PJ Fleck. What a great coach. Um yeah. I don't care. Uh, for the same reason you mentioned, go Irish, give me Wisconsin. Mm. I frankly, I think they're go a Irish, better, yeah. more comprehensively fundamental football team. So I'm not going to overthink this one. Give me Wisconsin to yeah. win. Uh, okay, let's see. We got you know, next one, SEC. Um, I'm going to say I really think this spread probably should be higher, but, you know, what do I know? Uh, you have Texas A&M, who's 15th. Okay. Visiting is they're at LSU. That's and true. And they're only giving out Texas A&M six and a half. I mean, 
I'd already give an a and like 10, maybe 14. I mean, this isn't exactly a, a very good LSU team. They don't really have a lot to play for at this point. I mean... Oh, that's a good I, point. I However, I'm going to disagree. Chad, this is, their, this is their last game with Coach O. It's at mm. home, in Death Valley, at night. I wouldn't want to play this game at all whatsoever. I'm not saying yeah. Texas A&M won't win, but you're talking about winning by a score or more? Yeah. Nope. I know Texas A&M can do it. I'm not taking it. LSU at night playing with something, with fire, and Ed Orgeron doing it, that speech he's going to give before the game and the separate speech he's going to give at halftime, no way can I take Texas A&M to cover this. I could be wrong. I certainly could be wrong. But this, this is the game. Don't forget, this game, this matchup, is why we changed the overtime rules across the sport. <laughs> okay? Like, th- these yeah. are two teams who are committed to trying to beat each other in spite of the fact that I wouldn't necessarily call it a rivalry, but they sure as hell treat it like one. And it's at LSU at night? No way. I'm taking the Tigers I mean, to cover. If at this point the kids are still buying in at LSU, and I just wasn't really sure they were. There they are, those um, kids. Yep, they are. They we are, saw it against Alabama, man. You think they're not going to do it at home for the last game of the season? No way. Yeah. Coach Ordron, by the way, may be going to Florida. Think about that, Jim. Wow. Really? Wow. Well, I mean, Florida yeah, I flew mean, a plane it, out there on Tuesday. Yes. Wow. Well, you know, if you think about it, though, I mean, it kind of kind of makes sense because, I mean, you know, because one thing that both Florida and, you know, Louisiana have in common, gators, baby, lots of gators. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Why so serious? You don't have to apologize for that ever at all. Uh, it just sounded so good. <laughs> sorry, I wasn't I prepared for it. I know. Thank you. Thank you, no. No, thank, you um, thank you, Chad. So thankful this week during Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanks. Uh, you're welcome, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. You, you could be right. I mean, like I said, I don't even skin in this game. I mean, you know, Texas A&M is just, yeah, they're overall better team. But you could said for all those reasons... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take the points on A&M. Um, you, you talk me out of my points. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll still lean towards A&M, but yeah, okay, for those reasons, it's probably I'm not taking points, but I'll, I'll still lean A&M. And hey, man, like don't let me change your too. mind. I've been wrong plenty this year. Mm-hmm. I've been right a lot, too. You made a convincing argument, sir. Okay, good. So, okay, so, um, yeah. Um, Before next. we go on, I, I want to highlight this. Western Kentucky at Marshall. Do you happen to have this line in front of you? Um, I didn't realize that they played football, Greg. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Western <laughs> Kentucky just, arguably just, has the most, the highest scoring um, quarterback in the country, Bailey Zappi. Arguably deserves wow. the Heisman. He's so electrifying. They destroyed FAU at home last week, which was one of my locks. They've been such a great lock for me all season. And they're playing at Marshall. I don't know the spread. I don't expect people to watch. It's at 3.30 on CBS Sports Network. But there you go. Western Kentucky. I'm taking the Hilltoppers. You know what, Chad? Screw it. It's rivalry week. This is a league game. I don't even know what the spread is. I don't care. I'm taking Western Kentucky. Bailey Zappi has been so good to me. He's been so good to the sport. If you haven't watched him at all, this may be your last chance. Watch Western Kentucky at Marshall at 3.30 p.m. 
thank you for letting me highlight that. Thank you. Oh, of course, sir. And after all, it's your podcast anyway. But yeah, but you're more than welcome. Um, okay, so I just speaking a little rivalry. I do have a, actually a pretty good one coming up for you right now. Um, how about number ten Oklahoma versus number seven Oklahoma State? I feel like um, we already skipped way over Alabama at Auburn because it was at three thirty. Um, uh, Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. I was going to say for last, brother. I mean, Chad, do you know how happy I am you're here right now? <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Thankful. Thank you. I'm thankful. Go on, Chad. I'm going to follow your lead. Okay. Well, thank you, sir. Um, Oklahoma by four. But, man, it's, it's at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma uh, number 10 at number seven, Oklahoma State, who has been playing out standing defense. Look, Georgia has the yes. best defense in the country. Yes. Everybody knows that, right? But I mean, good God, man, for the we're talking like the big we're talking about like the the Big Twelve here. Thank and you. Defense. I mean, those are like just those are like foreign concepts and that's what everyone's like, well, they're so boring because they only score twenty five points a game. I'm like, uh-uh. yeah, but they let the other team score seven. It's one so, of the best kept secrets in the sport that nobody's talking about that the Big Twelve has not become elite in defense. I think that might be the difference. But they've certainly taken a big, huge, gigantic step in across the league that we haven't seen in a decade in the Big 12. Oklahoma State, however, may have the second-best defense in the country. That's what y'all have to deal with. That's what you have to swallow. That's what Oklahoma has to try to beat on the road at 7.30 p.m. in Bedlam. Bedlam! One of the mm-hmm. most epic rivalries in the sport. There is no possible way to even try to prognosticate this game, Chad. That's what makes this whole thing so fun. What hope is there to understand who's going to win this game better? You can't. Um, so don't I get mean, mad about fun. it. Have fun with it. Number 10 yeah. at number 7. I wish I had a coin right now. I'd flip it. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, um, taking, yeah. I'm taking the pokes. I'm taking Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'm riding with defense. This defense has won on the road. It's traveled well. Oklahoma has struggled against even one-dimensional offenses with good defenses. Give me the pokes. Tell me now, real quick, if you have it in front of you, the over-under and the point spread. Do you have any of that? Uh, No. Wait a minute. Hang on. Uh, ESPN, they should show you the, like, you know, the, uh, you know who they're favored by, right? Any of that? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, they're giving Oklahoma uh, their four point. They're favored by four. Okay, so it's gone up. Wait a second. Oklahoma's favored. Oklahoma's favored by four. Okay, sir. That's changed. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nope, nope. Sorry, I, I I wrote that down wrong. I, I'm saying Oklahoma State by four, which makes more sense. Okay, higher rank than anyone's at home. It's yeah. still gone up. Oklahoma State was favored by three and a half, which you know three at home is one thing. Three and a half makes you go home, huh? but four when it's gone up mm-hmm. on a Wednesday. Yeah, I'm still taking it. I'm taking Oklahoma State to win, not by a field goal either. I'm taking them to win by a touchdown. So, all right, give me the pokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, the committee uh, was trying to tell us for three weeks, and all we did was get mad because Oklahoma was de- undefeated. And then they got embarrassed, right. and it didn't feel yeah. like it was illegitimate. Look, 
I mentioned it before about Arkansas and Alabama. It didn't feel illegitimate that Arkansas was competitive. They were playing out of their minds, and it was good, fundamental football. This was not a bad football team. I'm not trying to make excuses for Alabama. I don't think they're necessarily the third best team in the country. But they'll have their opportunity to prove it. So don't get mad. The reality is the third best team in the country may very well be Oklahoma State, not Oklahoma. And this game may tell us more, (laughs) certainly more than we've had an opportunity before. Come on, Pokes. Yeah. Cowboys. uh, Yeah, I probably would go. It's it's so crazy crazy to try to call this game. Like you said, I didn't think it happened. But. I will give the yeah. I would probably give my nod to you know the home team. So yeah, I, I so go with not the home team. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now <laughs> I am the master. Well done, Chad. That's that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say, really, with George yeah. Lucas. Oh, thank you. I, yeah. appreciate, I appreciate the Star Wars. You know, I do. <laughs> um, okay, so last little thing before last. I said little with no with no offense to our to our to our associated friend Matt, um, but it's not a very big game for them. They are the number one team, so I'll briefly mention it. So you have number one Georgia, uh, they're their they're rival, um, which is the lowly Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Um, yeah, exactly. They're Georgia's favorite by thirty-five, and you know, considering what Notre Dame did to them last week, I mean, thirty-five. They, yeah, they should. Georgia should probably kill them by more than that. Is this honestly. at Georgia? Um, nope. It's at Georgia Tech. Maybe that's why it's only 35. It's in Atlanta, so. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Give me uh, Georgia. Uh, 35. I don't care. Georgia's so good. They've gotten better on offense. They're trying to tune up for Alabama. And again, they had a bye week, and then Charleston Southern, and now Georgia Tech. Yawn. Alabama's coming off Arkansas, Auburn, and then they play Georgia. Look, we'll talk about that next week. I'm not sure Alabama yeah. stands much of a chance. This is house money for Georgia yeah. in a rivalry game that's not lost on Coach Smart. 35 and a half is dumb. Yeah. yeah. But I don't it's, care. It's a rivalry I mean, that I don't have a legitimate reason to take Georgia Tech to score on Georgia's defense. Give me a break. No, no, not really. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I would tell you I would lock up the game, except it feels too cheap and too easy to even use the word lock because I didn't, I know. It, I know what the Irish did them last week, so it's not hard. It shouldn't be that hard for them to beat them by 35-plus points. I mean, they're better, or we're going to give them a hard time. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, like, they're bad. So, anyway, so, yeah, give me Georgia. I'll take the points. I'll take everything. So, Georgia, yeah. The I think the, the tricky part is Notre Dame beat the hell out of Georgia Tech, including with throwing the ball, and that hasn't been Georgia's milieu, right? That's just not their thing. I still think they'll accidentally score six touchdowns more than Georgia Tech. So that's yeah, where I'm at. Sure. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Okay, so next we are, are and we have, by the way, I don't think you have a sound effect for them, and we need to work on that. So let me just start saying that. Maybe I do. Um, my beloved Fighting Irish um, is at Stanford. See now, that's just mean. You need to play. You need to play the Taylor Swift song on yourself because that was just mean. I'm just saying. When, uh, there we go. That's me. <laughs> I'm a liar. Okay. I am pathetic. Yeah. I am alone in a okay. tiny okay. studio okay. in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, where I couldn't possibly yeah. scream for help. 
And I accept your scorn, sir. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Go ahead and take it like a gentleman. Um, anyway, so we're number six. Uh, it's uh, we're nineteen and a half point favorite. Notre Dame number six Stanford. at Stanford. Stanford, by the way, couldn't solidify their schedule in August because they were trying to get a bye week before facing Notre Dame. The problem is seven other teams had already done that, and the NCAA limit was already reduced from eight to seven three years ago because of who? Alabama. Alabama. The reason why I bring it up, Notre Dame has played more teams coming off of a bye week, traveling more miles than anybody else. Nobody can compare to the extracurricular stuff that Notre Dame does. Nobody. It's not even close. Notre Dame does deserve their own sound effect for that. And Stanford deserves the sound of a chainsaw taking down the Cardinal for their sap trees or whatever they are. They can't make up their mind either. Listen, I don't hate Stanford, but they're on a quarter system, Chad. Do you know what that means? I was on a quarter system at Ohio University in Athens, Ohio for the Bobcats. That means you're gone from school before Thanksgiving until after New Year's. That means you go home, quote unquote, to wherever you're from because you can't get a job in town. Maybe you can in Stanford, but... You're gone from school. You're not there. Nobody's going to be at this game. Now, I could be wrong with what Stanford's actual dates are for when they're off school and stuff like that, but there aren't a lot of programs that are still in the quarter system. Stanford's one of them. No. They, and I don't, they, they, don't, they, shouldn't. they don't start until like September, so you may not be wrong about that. And it's it's gross. Yeah. yeah, and those opening yeah. games for Stanford, there's literally – like six people there in the stands. It's pathetic. It's I say pathetic. I'm not trying to just bury him, but it's hard to watch. And it's yeah. unique. It's it's in a sport where they're they have a head coach who they're paying four and a half million dollars a year to win three games. Look, here's the part that's gonna terrify you, Chad. Are you ready for this? Stanford has won three games. Can you name all three of them? All three of them are household names. SoCal, Oregon, who was just in the top four, and an SEC team, Vanderbilt. Oh, wow. I didn't know. See, yeah, I knew about USC and and obviously Oregon. So all Stanford has done in the Pac-12 is beat the teams that were playing for the Pac-12 title last year and an SEC team. And now they're going to play Notre Dame? Maybe you should be afraid, Chad. But I'm going to tell you not to be. Stanford is a C minus. They're not horrible, but from week to week, you never really can expect them to beat necessarily anybody. And they are kind of a disappointment. I don't know how else to put that. I I like their coach, but yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the way I would put them. Notre Dame, meanwhile, is a highlight of what you can do and how you can develop your team. This is also Notre Dame's last game. They don't have a conference championship like they did last year when they played for the ACC title and lost to the team that they had already beaten. And I get frustrated by these rematches, but that's not what Notre Dame has. I don't want to say this is a statement game, but frankly, Chad, I have no choice. And what an opportunity to make a statement. You made one last week at home against Georgia Tech. Now you got to do it on the road at Stanford. And the truth is, Chad, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish can. This team is legitimately that good. This is their last game. 
depending on what the committee does. So they've got to do everything they can. Coach Brian Kelly gets paid $5 million a year to know the difference. He knows that it's time to run up the score. And you can, and I think you will. Chad, give me the point spread on this game. 19 and a half. I'll take it. I don't care. Give me Jack Cohen. I'm a conehead all the way. Let me have it. Yeah, because that... That's just three touchdowns. 19 and a half. It's gone up. It was 18 earlier in the week. I don't care. I understand. That just means people are betting like I'm telling you to. Take Notre Dame to win by three touchdowns. Period. Yeah. Yeah, This isn't a rivalry game like other games that we were talking about. Not the same way, I would say. I know you're nervous. No. I know Stanford has often played Notre Dame close in years where you don't expect them to. Similar to the way Arkansas did at Tuscaloosa last weekend. However, it's not today. It's not this weekend. Go, Irish. Yeah. Yeah. It's the weird thing that we have to work out with the schedule where we rotate either either USC at the end of the year or, or Stanford. See, if it's the end of the year, if it's USC, then that's really like a true rivalry week, you know, kind of opponent. Stanford, not so much. And especially this year, definitely not so much. So, yeah, no, you're right. It's it's not. Um, but, yeah, I'd go Irish, of course. Yeah. Stanford so. paying their coach $4.5 million to win three games, but one of the teams they beat was Oregon. But you still yeah. come away with a ton of but losses. But it still doesn't get you even to a bowl game. So I don't, yeah, so we'll be. And once but, yeah. again, Stanford. Okay, so. Just look um, in there with. Next, I have something. Uh, softly creeping. <laughs> nice. That was my requiem for the Cardinal. Okay, okay. nice. Smartest nice. school, stupidest mascot. I, just, I said yeah. it. I said it. Yeah. The trees, whatever. Seriously, come on. That's right. Kids the kids love and it. I both agree with you. Thank that's you. Part, that's a dumb mascot. Yeah. So, um, you okay, know, it's just so, time to move on. Exactly, Coach. So next is a uh, a little a game you and I are kind of familiar with. Mm-hmm. It's uh, right around the back. It's kind of almost in our backyard, if you will. Um, a little something they like to call, or at least I'll call it around here. We call it the Palmetto Bowl. What should be? Oops, wrong button. <laughs> oh, uh, we have 23 ranked Clemson Tigers um, at the South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, Clemson being the ranked team, uh, even though they are the visitor, they are favored by 11 and a half. Ooh. Um, this is the. Well, actually, no. I did a little. Can I did a little Google on this one because it's been okay. a while. You know, uh, according to this, this will actually be a 118th meeting. Of course, it took the year off for COVID because they first met in 19, I'm sorry, 1896. Um, man, you know, I think we already, you know, I think we kind of already kind of alluded to my feelings that, you know, being, you know, being a Midwestern guy and then moving here. I mean, kind of always pulled for both teams. I mean, now, of course, when you and I met, I was going to South Carolina. So, of course, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to give a slide one of those two plow, of course, or give the edge to the, the, the Gamecocks. Um but uh, yeah, man, I think it's gonna be a crazy game. Just both these teams. Um, wow, man, um, crazy game. I it's mean, the South Carolina Gamecocks yeah. hosting the Clemson Tigers. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. This one, this is a tough pick. I mean, that was delayed. That was my application's fault, not mine. Excuse me. That, that, yeah, for your tiger. I mean, it's um. Yeah, I mean, 
you would think. I mean, I, I of course I hear all this stuff while you know kids at Carolina how live. You know, you know they've you know they've been practicing. They just can't wait to the circle long year. And I'm like, I heard that like with some like ACC or like ESPN. I'm thinking. Well, yeah, but Clemson's doing the same. Even though Clemson's better, they've been better lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a rivalry game, but they've been doing the same thing, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would probably have to <laughs> pick. I would, if I were picking this game, I, I I would say Clemson, but I wouldn't take the points because I think it's good. I think it's gonna be a fun and crazy game, personally. Um, Clemson, but not taking of, the points. Bravo, yeah. Chad. See, yeah. you are truly my son. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the game. I think it'll, you know, unlike the past few years when, you know, Clemson was just world beaters. And, hey, look, and, it, and before that, like, South Carolina was beating Clemson every year too. It's oh, crazy. Oh, I know. I Chad, know. I call and this I'm, the most underexposed rivalry in the sport. It is so hateful that I often forget about it. Like I don't believe that people have this much hate in their heart for people who also live in the Palmetto State. But it is true. We were talking before when we started talking about the games this week about the Egg Ball with Ole Miss and Mississippi State. It's kind of got that same level. Only vastly different because there are more people involved in this rivalry and they're closer together. This is a gnarly, toxic relationship between South Carolina and Clemson. Also, when Clemson has been winning six in a row, Jay Spivey, the number one publisher in Greenville, South Carolina, the publisher of Fett Greenville magazine, where the gray zone can be found every week at FettGreenville.com, F-E-T-E Greenville. He wrote an article about the number seven. It's the most popular number. It's a prime number. It fits our attention span. It matches our memory capacity. It's lucky and magical. And it's also the number of wins in a row, consecutive wins that Clemson is going for. He wrote a damn article about it, Chad. It's the only article he wrote in the number one magazine in town this week. That should tell you something. Wow. No, I'm It's sorry gnarly. That. And wow, South Carolina crazy. is playing out of their minds. Clemson brought back Will Shipley and Pace, two running backs who were able to score, I wouldn't say at will, against Wake Forest. But Auburn was without Bo Nix, which meant they were going to run. And Mm -hmm. including with um, Tank Bigsby, who is arguably the best running back in the SEC. Arguably. There's some competition for sure. But South Carolina at home at night stopped Auburn. And the better team was South Carolina, and they did win. Clemson, I wouldn't say is one-dimensional, but they won relatively one-dimensionally last week at home. Now they throttled, <laughs> they throttled their opponent, Wake Forest. However, I think because this is a rivalry, look, let's put it this way, Chad. Clemson's not just not going anywhere. They're going to rebound from this year. Their class coming in. They've got Kate Klubnick filling the blank with all these other players. Nobody in Clemson Nation should worry about Clemson's future. Their leadership is strong. The program is committed. They have the trifecta between AD, president, and head coach, etc., etc. However, with that said, that means if you're ever hoping to beat your rival at home at night, then it's this year for South Carolina. And their strengths on weaknesses play into the favor of the Gamecocks. I don't necessarily think... The Gamecocks are going to win, but it sure as hell wouldn't surprise me. However, give me Clemson. I think they're going to cover, but 11 and a half, you said? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's too much. Right. Gamecocks. And, and keep an eye out. Look, Clemson's destiny to the playoff is controlled, basically, by Wake Forest and... Uh, I'm sorry, South, North, North Carolina State. God, I hate North this. Carolina State and yeah, Wake Forest. Yeah. Carolina, give yeah. me a break. Yeah. So this game doesn't determine any of that. This is a rivalry game on the road at night. Just, it's all about the bragging rights. Arguably the most improved team in the sport this year is Shane Beamer's South Carolina Gamecocks. They have everything it takes to beat Clemson now. And if they do, huge. That guy gets an extension on Monday or Tuesday. It happens. He signs a piece of paper. For 10 years or something. Fill in the blank. We'll figure it out. But that's what it means. This game, this weekend, this Saturday at 7 p.m. is that, I'm sorry, 7.30. Excuse me, Watson, if you play more and more. It's that determinant. That's the kind of game we're talking about. I don't think Clemson losing at South Carolina is going to get Tony Elliott fired, for example. He might be the next head coach at fill in the blank, too. We don't know. I don't think it's because of this game. That's all. But for South Carolina, my goodness, man, it couldn't be any bigger, and there couldn't be a better opportunity than you're going to get for the next five, six years at least. That's the truth. So I don't know how to call it, but I'm calling yeah. the Gamecocks to cover, and do not be surprised if they win. They they just made it to the bowl, like we mentioned at the top. Yeah, It's going to be fun, man. This is a rivalry game right. that people from outside the Palmetto State simply do not understand and aren't aware of. So that's what we're here to tell them, folks. That's all. This is a hateful, sincere rivalry. Simple as that. Oh, yeah. It is. It really is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, having just, I'll say that, just, I mean, just, just previously having worked with fans of, like, both of them, you know, both schools. Yeah. And just a, just a random conversation, just what they would say about the other teams, you're like, wow. I mean, you know, I was talking to this girl one day, and she was like receptionist, place she used to work, and she's mentioned that she'd watched football the previous week, and she was a big Clemson fan, and she was like, oh, yeah, no, I love watching South Carolina. We're like, you do? She's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, because cause I, I watch out for the players to get hurt, and I really – yeah, and we're all gonna, yeah, she's like, we all get excited. She's like, oh my really god, break his favor for the season. Yeah, I'm like, we're all just looking at her, like, oh my are you god. nuts? I mean, but we're just let it go, we're like, okay. Damn! But yeah, I'm watching for injuries. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's. I was like, yeah. So oh yeah, my it's, god, it's intense. I've it heard intense. public service announcements on broadcast terrestrial radio this week, Chad. For people fans to not bring things like batteries to the game because they've been known to throw them before frankly i don't think that's the case i think this game is going to be close enough late enough that even if they had batteries nobody's throwing them but that's the kind of nastiness you get in this game it has literally happened before South Carolina fans have thrown batteries onto the field at players and fans of Clemson. It is gnarly, dude. The Iron Bowl has all the emotion you ever need. One tree doesn't do the same damage a battery can do to your brain. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. This is that kind of rivalry. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. And and go Tigers. Wow. 
And the number seven of, is not lost on me, brother. Mm-hmm. All right. And, you know, you just mentioned that the last game I think we should talk about tonight. We should end on a high note. A um, little something called Iron Bowl. Yeah, Alabama um, wins. It's been you. Thanks for listening, y'all. You've been on the gray zone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? <laughs> That's where you wouldn't know. Um, so, you know, telling you stuff you don't already, that you already know. Number three, Alabama. Uh, they are at Auburn. Uh, Alabama True. is favored by 19 and a half points. Ooh. Yeah. I don't care. After what happened last week, I'm not blaming I mean, the refs. I'm not taking anything away from Arkansas. I will take away from both John Mechie and Jamison Williams from dropping balls uncontested in their chest, including for touchdowns. 19 and a half means all you got to do is not drop two of them plus one. Thank you, Alabama. Listen, if you want an opportunity to prove you belong and to be prepared for Georgia, it's this game. While Auburn doesn't have their quarterback, Bo Nix, you've got to get it done. It's most likely to come on the heels of Bryce Young and that passing offense. Because Auburn's front four is legitimately the the best in the league. I think it's fair to say that Auburn deserves that kind of respect. Their D-line is that good. Alabama's not been able to run very well this year at all. They tried to last year with some last week, excuse me, with some success. It's not happening on the road at Auburn. No way. They want this game. They want this win. Alabama is that competitive, but to prove it, they've got to do nothing more than beat the spread, which is what I think they're going to do. So roll tide. Let me have it. Their coach, Nick Saban, by the way, <laughs> oh, I don't have him here. He'll be here any second now because something apparently is going wrong with my soundboard. Nick, is that you? <laughs> Thank you. There he is. Thank you, Coach. That's disgusting. But look, I look after losing Bo Nix. I don't want to say he's as determinate as, for example, Matt Corral at Ole Miss, but it seems like it might actually be not that dissimilar. The passing game at Auburn is lost without Bo Nix, in spite of the fact that he was kind of a scrambler and a backyard football player. That doesn't mean he wasn't competitive. He was. He was such a tremendous X factor. But he broke his ankle. He had to have surgery, and it went well. Not it, it's, it's, it's a relatively benign surgery, but he had to have it done. He can't play in this game at all. Alabama Ooh. lost another defensive lineman. That doesn't help playing against Auburn either. However, Alabama's just that good. The problem is unforced errors. So Alabama scores a touchdown, but it gets rescinded back because of a holding play, a holding call that wasn't anywhere near the state of play. Bryce Young had what looked like a Heisman moment. Instead, they get backed up so far, they narrowly miss a field goal instead of a touchdown. Those kind of mistakes happen in football games. They happen, especially when you're playing Alabama. They happen to this Alabama team a lot. They have had so many determinant penalties that cost them touchdowns. But kind of like Clemson, I'm tired of seeing it to the point where I don't expect it, and this is a rivalry. It's at 3.30. Alabama's capable of beating Auburn by three scores. I think it's going to be right around that close, but you gave me 19 and a half. This game, because it's going to be one passing, I'm taking Alabama to win by 21. It's that simple. There's yeah, no need yeah. to overcomplicate this one, Chad. 
So roll no, time. Oh, yeah. Roll oh, time. Man. Get the hell out of here, Auburn. I'm tired of him. I'm a, I'm terrified of Georgia. I'm prepared to lose the SEC. I'm okay with it. I don't want to lose this one. No way. Yeah. No. <laughs> for me, uh, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I, yeah, Alabama. I mean, that's nice. Like I said, that's three touchdowns. They're they're really good through the air this year. Um, like I said, just catch a couple more of those balls, no problem. I mean, I'd um, you know, if it would make you nervous, but I don't want to jinx you, so I'm not. I would I would lock this game up honestly, but I don't <laughs> want to jinx you. So. It's a lot of points, and it's a rivalry, man. There's there's either easier opportunities this weekend. Cincinnati, for example, that's easier. Take that lock, change it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, geez, man, I'm telling you. It's yeah. I mean, just after last week, like I said, they lost a the quarterback. Then, then they lost. Chad, we've seen undefeated Alabama teams go into Jordan Hare against four loss Auburn teams and lose the opportunity to play for a national title game. That tells you everything you need to know about rivalry week in general. Nineteen and a half points is crazy. I'm still taking it just because roll tide. There's no legitimate other reason for me to think that way, especially being at Auburn. No way. Don't overthink it. Rivalry week will do it to you. It'll hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. Definitely roll tide. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you a roll tide. I'll take, I'll take Bama. I'm not going to lock in, but I'll take Bama and I'll take points and roll tide. Roll tide. Thank you, brother. Listen, man. Yeah, what a great right? job. Thank you for being here with me on Hate Week. It's nice to be not alone on Hate Week, but with somebody who experiences the same level of hate, like I mentioned before. Thank you, Chad. Go Irish. Good job. Well, thank you very much, Brian. Thank you for having me on as usual. And you know what? And, uh, I yeah, feel like you back. and I both have really done a, a great job savoring every single Saturday this season and enjoying it for what it's worth and paying attention to it and trying to soak it all up without getting toxic about stupid things like ratings and rankings and stuff like that. Injuries is one thing that hurts, but yeah. it's been a real joy. This whole season is about to come to an end for the regular season. A lot of these teams, will, we won't see play another football game for nine months. That's tragic to me. So I'm going to savor it. I know you are. And if I catch you not doing it, thankfully I'll be right there next to you to hit you in the arm and say, hey, Chad, pay <laughs> attention and let me eat your boss wings because they're so good. Yes, yeah, they are excellent wings. Yes, they are. Thank you for being here, brother, man. I really appreciate it. I love you, man. Th- I'm so thankful for you and our experiences we've gotten to share together watching college football. I'm excited to do it again this Saturday. And thanks again for being here this week. You got anything you want to say before we head out? Uh, I think I'm good, buddy. And thanks for having me on. And, you know, uh, you know, go Irish, roll tide. Love you too, buddy. And, uh, yeah, anytime you need me, I'm always, always up for it. So. Go Irish, roll tide, go Tigers, invite chaos. It's going down <laughs> this weekend. Let the hate flow through. Rivalry week can't be beat. Thanks for being here. You can find us every single week in FET Greenwell Magazine, F-E-T-E, the only uncontested number one magazine in town. Get it. It's all digital. It's all free. It's all good. Jay Spivey, if you're listening, I love you too, brother. And like it or not, Clemson's going to win this weekend. Uh, we'll catch you all next week, like it or not. Chad, you and I are going to do a bowl game. I don't even know what we're going to do. We're probably going to do it live at Quaker Steak. I'll be in touch, but we're going to figure it out. We are definitely covering the bowl game. Oh, definitely. Not definitely. Red, not Later. Red, not white, not green, just gray. Just gray.